Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want to discuss at 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian Aria. And Conan. So, there's, of course, a lot of stuff in the news tonight. On the way, Conan has a story about the latest in bug eating. Oh, yeah. They that's, got that's where they want us. Oh, this is, this is it's uh, like cricket jelly or something. Do right? not eat dinner before this conversation begins. <gasps> it's just it's. I mean, it's one thing. <laughs> it's one thing eating chocolate covered crickets or something. You know, dried, oh, deep fried crickets. But this is this is just taking it to the next level. We're gonna get into that. We'll find out what that is coming up here. Uh, the number for you though is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. There's a county in Los Angeles or near Los Angeles apparently that wants to secede from California. Ari's got that story. And also uh, last night, I think I teased this one. We didn't get to it, so we're gonna start with this one. But if you want to call in, feel free six zero three two eight three sixty one sixteen. You can, as always, bring up anything you want. Uh, it's about energy in Europe. No, maybe you've heard, but maybe you don't know. Russia is a big supplier of energy. <gasps> what? To Europe, right? What? How does this yeah. work exactly? Like, so like a power pipeline. lines, that sort of thing? There's a pipeline, okay. and it's like, I don't know if it's natural gas or oil or whatever it is they, they send over there, but there's there's something, some sort of thing that Russia is sending there for energy in uh, countries like Germany. And, Germany's and other, a big one. Turkey. Yeah. Other European countries are are and China. Fairly let's, not forget, let's not forget there are buddies. Well, China's China. not on the outs with Russia, so China's fine. Or, or India, yeah, so India's fine. Uh, Europe, however, of course, has been backing the uh, the Ukrainian side of the whole Russian Ukraine conflict. All the while, still purchasing their oil from Russia from their supposed enemies, which is just that it boggles the mind that uh, you would basically bite the hand that's feeding you. But they are. They are. And so Putin has decided that maybe he's going to be cutting supply lines. And I don't know if he's decided. I have not paid close attention to how much he has cut or when that cut is expected to happen. Maybe it has already been cut. Turkey's right. getting a reduction, if I understand yeah. correctly. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's been cut off completely. Well, if we've learned anything from the economic situation in the United States, it's that they don't actually have to cut anything. They just have to talk about cutting. Mm-hmm. And that causes people to freak to out. Panic. Well, before all this began, I think we were only getting 2% of our oil from Russia, mm, okay. which, which begs to... Which you have to ask, why has our gas... Why did it go up $2? Well, it didn't have anything to do with Russia, right? It was that, already going up. Yeah, that that was just supply and demand, and you know, just well, it leap, mean, don't, don't, it leaped up after the uh, the the supposed war with the Ukraine began. It did, but I mean, a lot of that was probably just fear mongering, right? Like, if I was in the oil business, and suddenly there was a, a large war between Ukraine and Russia, you're going to take advantage. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't view it as taking advantage, though. I would view it as increasing my prices so that I could, I had a better chance of being able to resupply next month. Because okay. who knows what prices are going to do? I've, I did find the news. I remember seeing something in the news in recent weeks about some sort of a cut, but you know, not remembering all the details. I do have that now. So according to Reuters, a report filed July 27th, Gazprom, which is basically, as I understand it, the, you know, the Russian supplier of, uh, of energy, in this case, gas has decided to cut and apparently has not just not just announced that they're going to but in the end of July they reduced 
the capacity of Nord Stream 1 pipeline, the major delivery route to Europe for Russian gas, to a mere fifth of its total capacity. <laughs> yeah, I've, got a, did, I've got a great idea. Let's throw some more sanctions at him and see what happens. What yeah. the hell did Europe expect to happen? Exactly. Well, this is part of the Build Back Better plan. It's basically, this, Putin, is, this is breaking down all their European economies and U.S. economies to build back better. Basically, Putin's telling, uh, telling Europe, we're not going to kill you this wintertime, <laughs> but it's going to be it's gonna pretty suck. cold. It's going to suck. But I mean, yeah. it's, but it's going to suck for us too. I mean, I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you've gotten your electric bill yet. No, I heard they're doubling the rates. Doubling. Yeah. From from twelve cents or to 10, 11 cents to twenty two cents. <sighs> wow. It's That's crazy. It's gonna hurt. Yeah. If you thought the if you thought two, an extra two dollars a gallon or per uh, per or per gallon gas was was rough. What do you have to double your electric bill at the end of the month? Well, every it's not month. completely doubling it. That the cost. The supply is different than the, d- right. the delivery. I don't It'll know exactly how that works. Yeah, it is no doubt. It might go up by you know twenty five percent or something like that. We'll see. Heating oil is still viciously expensive though. I had to buy some the other day. It was what a, is it? It, it was still four bucks like or four dollars and okay. fifty cents per gallon, something hmm. along those lines. So I mean, they were like, oh, it just recently went down forty cents. I'm thinking. Oh, great, but no, it's inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's still basically $500 minimum for delivery. So we had heard, I don't know, we, I don't think we talked about it on the air, but I'd, I'd heard stories about Germany telling people to, like, some landlords telling people they have to start taking cold showers, like the government turning off uh, heat or air conditioning or something in some buildings. And now, according to a report over at Reason.com, Third world countries also do not have hot water. Just want to point that out to the people of Germany mm. and Spain and all of these other places in Europe. Now, in the midst of a uh, one of the hottest summers in recent memory, Spain has now banned air conditioners that are set below 80 degrees Fahrenheit in public spaces, including offices, transportation hubs, shops, bars, and restaurants. Similar mandates are trickling out across Europe as part of a voluntary agreement between countries in the European Union to reduce dependency on energy imports from Russia and mitigate the chance of shortages this winter. Does that, and that probably means manufacturers are going to have to, what, uh, prevent their units from going no, down below that low? I don't know if they're going to go that far with this. I think it's just, hey. I think in if, the long run. Yeah. I, I think they're just going to require not this people year. To, to snitch. Basically, I mean, that's the question. How is this going to be enforced? How are the how's how's big daddy government going to find out that uh, Espanol over there is uh, running 75 degrees? Yeah, I mean, it's also important to keep in mind that 80 degrees isn't necessarily intolerable, depending on where you're at, depending on the shade around and depending on the humidity. I mean, if it's 95 degrees out, then 80 is going to feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, 80 degrees and 70% humidity is going to be very different from 80, 80 degrees and 20% humidity. Yep, that's true. So, I mean, what, what's the humidity in some of these places in Spain that we're talking about? I think I mean, it, obviously I, it's, we don't this know. is doable. We're not weather people, but 80, 80 degrees might, what I was trying to get at is 80 degrees is generally miserable. Having to mandate that people live this way is the problem, but I mean, it's definitely doable. I didn't even... Then cool off with some bug juice. I didn't even install my ACs this year. Yeah, I was going to say, this is how Conan lives every year. I mean, he, And it was up to 95, <laughs> and it was rough. I've installed mine, but I have not used them nearly as much this year as I did last year. Last year was significantly hotter. Like this year already in mm-hmm. August at nighttime, you're totally fine to just now. raise oh, up the it's, windows. Oh, it's done. Summer's yeah. over. It's already cooling down yeah. and... Uh, We're seeing leaves coming down. I, I was actually snuggled up in my blanket last night. It was that cold. Of course, I had the window wide open too, but uh, yeah, it's... Well, it's, yeah, obviously. 
Getting cold again. So Reason says these mandates will have little, if any, impact on detaching from Russia or preventing shortages. Instead, they serve as cover for energy policy blunders that long ago transferred massive geopolitical leverage to Russia and inflated electricity costs. AC restrictions are a horrible idea for many reasons, but they make even less sense in Europe's tourism capital in the month of August. I mean, won't old people die as a result That's what of happens. this? That tends to happen. Now, they aren't saying it's in private spaces. So they're saying the restrictions only apply to, quote-unquote, public uh, spaces. So where, where there can be a snitch, essentially. Well, yeah, certainly it's more, much more likely somebody's going to snitch I mean, no one's on snitching them. on their grandma right. for having their AC at 74 or whatever. Well, right. you know, if I was, this would, if I was the landlord... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love this. Yeah. This would be right up my alley. Oh, I, I can... You make more mon- I, money. I can, I can well, spend less on electricity, yeah. and that's more for me in the long run. Well, uh, how, about, how common is that for electricity to be included in one's rent? In some apartments, some? I think it's okay. included. If they don't have like a, a separate meter or something like that. But what if it's a grocery store or an apartment, or not apartment building, but you know, a workspace, or, uh, and oh you are God, leasing out the property... Store. I'm just trying to imagine shopping in an 80 degree grocery store. It just sounds absolutely impressive. Yeah, you might as well just you might as well just start punching windows in the side of the grocery store and open it, keeping the doors yes. wide open. Or go at night. Or go at night. Uh, I mean, it's cooler at night anyway. Of course, I mean, pr- this is all the more reason for people to sleep during the day and be mm-hmm. night owls, right? Like I've been doing my entire life, just sleep during the day when it's 150 degrees or whatever, and then when you're awake at night, it's like a cool 60. Also, you know, as they say here, it's going to have very little impact on actually preventing shortages. I mean, how would doing anything right now make any difference to what happens this winter? Time? I think it's just prepping people for the winter. Yeah, they want you to fe- they want Get you to feel to it right now. Restrictions yeah. and because the big bad restrictions are coming this winter. The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, and you can join us at 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live brought to you by Bitcoin.com. Ready to start learning about cryptocurrency? You can go to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page. You've got some introductory videos there that you can enjoy as many of them as you like. Dig as deep as you want or just scratch the surface. At least learn some of the basics before you get into the world of crypto and get your first Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or a fraction of them because you can get fractions of cryptocurrency, which is very, very handy for doing things like dollar cost averaging. Go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page and do that. Uh, start learning about stuff. And then also, if you want to get the latest news headlines, you can do that over at news.bitcoin.com. The latest news in the world of crypto, that's news.bitcoin.com. We're talking about the energy situation in Europe and also affecting you know the United States to a lesser extent. Oh, yeah. Coming to a country near you. Here, we're just dealing, I think, mostly with inflation pricing, right? So, like, you know, the government is printing out more of currency and so therefore prices go up on everything i don't know if there's any other factors involved maybe there are i'm just not thinking of them because you mentioned conan that the energy supply price is going to double this here in new month, hampshire and a lot of other states too did so you get your bill yet it's coming in a couple of days okay well the solution is already here nuclear energy is already here it's already viable but it's restricted the yeah. government regulates that. Well, thanks highly. to the government, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't, but it does. And, right. I mean, plus you got all the leftists out there who are just terrified of nuclear energy. As soon as you mention, they start freaking oh, yeah. out. Oh no, we just need more windmills or whatever. Because you know, <laughs> everyone wants to die of windmill cancer, right? Is that a thing? No. Okay. 
Conan knows what I'm talking about. What but are now, you talking about? Uh, that was tr- Trump's. But the radiation, <laughs> but the windmill radiation does affect the birds, Aria. There Donald Trump, they're just, there, they're just yeah. dropping out of yeah. the sky because of the radiation. Yeah. Donald Trump gave some speech where he was talking about the dead birds around windmills, mm. and it's like, if you love the environment, don't go up to windmill because then you get windmill cancer and stuff. It's, I mean, it was just <laughs> Donald Trump replies that you would expect. Right? As I understand it, it's very expensive to actually put those windmills up and to get rid of them when they're done. Yeah, and so it's basically not even worth doing. Just do nuclear, and they just yeah. and if you live near one. You be prepared to go crazy, just because of what? Because it'll, and I mean the whole ground shaking if you're close wow. enough. These are these are That's some crazy crazy uh, pieces well, of equipment, huge. and they're huge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you drive, you see them at a distance, you're like, wow, that must be pretty large. But as you get closer and closer, you realize just how yeah, they're big. magnificent and, these things are, and the shadows that they cause. If you've ever had a problem with a fluorescent bulb that's going out, mm-hmm. flickering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these windmills create the same kind of strobe effect, and it could really mess with your head if you're not if you you know if you're not prepared. But if you again, some, the solution is already here. If you if you're worried about you know in, energy dependence on Russia or China or whatever yeah. country, the, the solution is already here. It's nuclear, right? And there there have been developments in the despite the fact that the federal government has restricted the hell out of uh, nuclear power, there still have been developments in the technology over. Yeah, there's the never years. been a nuclear meltdown in the United States, and the most recent one, which was in Japan, that that was a catalog. A, a series of magnificent failures that should have all been prevented and would have probably been prevented if it wasn't for corruption. Well, plus there's another um, form of nuclear, what is it, the uh, the, the material, I think it's thorium, mm-hmm. that does not, it, it does not melt down. There is just, it, like, it's completely safe by comparison to using uranium, which is the way okay. it used to be done. And so, also, let's not forget advances in fission. Yeah, yeah. They recently uh, did something with fission. I don't remember exactly what. They just need to. They just need to figure out a way to actually hold on to that energy once it's once it's created. So they've gotten to the point where a hole in the ground. Yeah, (laughs) start shooting it out in the space. You don't need a whole nuclear power plant. You can have like a little box. And you know, I can't. I cannot wait till I can just go down to Lowe's and buy a five hundred dollar nuclear unit that I can just install in the basement. Yeah, that's the future I want, man. Let me just have my own nuclear power plant in in my basement that furnishes all the electricity in my house. Furnish the whole neighborhood. I mean, from a as I understand it, a relatively small footprint. I'll do that for a fee. uh, Device, yeah. But for me, the point is energy independence. Right, but they don't. Want that? No, they don't. Until they, I know until, they want me to turn my AC up to until they can figure out another another means to control us. That, energy is never going to be free until they can figure out some other shackles mm. to keep us down. Well, what about solar? Isn't solar already making pretty substantial? And I realize it's never going to be a one hundred percent sufficient. There, yeah. if, if it's sub, if you there's a subsidy uh, attached to it, yeah, sure. If, well, you, if, you, if, you, if you want to buy one plane out, no, it's not. That's you know, it's not happening. Like I'm okay if you want to use subsidies to milk the government try. I mean, we've been over this sort of thing repeatedly on the air, and I'm not a big fan of taking handouts from the government or whatever. But if you're using it to become independent of government and the infrastructure that they've created, then I'm okay with someone getting a subsidy to install solar. Jesus the Cynic says, Three Mile Island was here in the U.S. Y'all are oh, too young right. to remember that. It was. Yeah, he, he's right. I just, that one has slipped my mind. But again, the technology has advanced since that time. And yet the U.S. government will not allow any. As I understand it, the rule is they just won't allow new nuclears. To be and we're broke. Just like they won't allow and everyone, electric and Everyone's cars. broke. Do we even have the money to start up brand spanking new? Well, they throw millions of dollars into stupid government buildings all over the place. So, I mean, there's certainly plenty of money around. Did we talk last this, night? Yeah, right now, today. But, I mean, these projects, if, if we were to convince our lawmakers to give us the go-ahead, 
give our states the go ahead. This is wouldn't it be this wouldn't even start for the next in, you know couple of years. Yeah. Well, but we don't need them. I mean, look, private companies would put the money in if if it were actually free. Elon we Musk. Free, I don't know who would do it, but well, it's someone it, who it, actually it, cares about the free market. Has he ever spo- has Musk. he ever spoken out about nuclear? I have no idea. If he hasn't, because he's because he's part of the he's part of the plot. Probably true. Oh, absolutely. But I'm okay. just saying, if New Hampshire, like let's say, when New Hampshire secedes and we can have nuclear power, because then we would we wouldn't be under the U.S. government's restrictions anymore. Uh, and presuming that the liberals would have already left by that time, <laughs> uh, so they wouldn't be enough to stop it from happening, then we may see all kinds of investment into that I by hope. people that want to make a profit. And and you know even if it's not putting a little device in your basement for total independence even if it's just neighborhoods get their own uh nuclear generating that's still much more decentralized than what we have today and you're not going to deal with branches hitting power lines as as much right because that's one of the problems right now is people die in the wintertime in new hampshire not because of a blizzard but because they lose the fallout. power the fallout yeah because some sort of branch went down on a line and it took them days to to repair it honestly what's amazed yeah. me that now i've lived in new hampshire for like four and a half maybe five years however long it's been is that there aren't more power outages i mean like in the south if it snows an inch or if they if it's you know ice is over even a little mm-hmm. bit there are widespread power outages where sure. here in new hampshire snow doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lose power i remember the great ice storm of 94 as they called it back in mississippi where i don't know maybe like six inches of snow or something Mm. like that the entire state was just deadlocked for a solid week with that electricity as a result drive they don't know what they're doing there's no no salt on the road yeah we're six inches here in new hampshire we're like all right yeah time to go to work elon on nuclear i think modern nuclear power plants are safe contrary contrary to what people may think Tesla and SpaceX CEO said, I really think it's possible to make a very, to make very extremely safe nuclear. Yeah. And I'm talking about fission. You don't need fission. You don't need fusion. Fusion. Musk said. Hmm. Well, now I've got a reason. Now I have to find a reason to hate nuclear. So thanks Conan for digging up that Elon (laughs) Musk quote. He's just, I mean, he's hey, just right about it. A broken it. clock is yeah, right he's, twice a day. Yeah, but he's not day, actually, so. what, what projects is he working on currently? What what money is he milking from the government to, to start? He's got Starlink now. He's doing a battery thing, I But think. he's not doing free energy project. Wasn't there an issue recently with Starlink? I may be I misremembering something. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. The power prices, we're talking about the power prices here, did possibly doubling soon. Uh, guess what's happening in Germany as well? According to RT.com, their prices have now doubled. Uh, and it's going to get worse, possibly, as the wintertime approaches. This is Free Talk Live, the number 603-283-6160. You can join us, Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live. We're talking about energy, something that everybody can relate to. Yep. It's like food. Food, gas, energy. The prices of things around uh, the world are going up. And, of course, that has to do with the fact that the governments of the world have been printing money. It's not just a U.S. thing. I was reading another story, and I'm sorry I can't give credit to who it was, but they were talking about the... Uh, the money printing that's been going on, not just in burr, the United burr, States, burr. but also in Europe. Because they all, both the U.S. and the European governments, or the EU, turned on those printing presses during the whole COVID thing, and they just went crazy with trillions of dollars and trillions of euros worth of money printing. I mean, what so, are people going to realize that the problem here, there's a common denominator here. With all of these problems, with the Ukrainian-Russia crisis, the energy crisis, the supply shortages... The inflation, all of these things have a single common denominator as a problem. Government. Yes. Get rid of that. Are you when these- It's absolutely insane that we're like, well, what everyone's going to starve this winter and they're not going to be able to have well, why the hell not? How can it possibly be the year twenty twenty two and you're talking about people starving and having to live in eighty degrees during the summer? There's no excuse for it. Are you when you have these kids going in school, their first even kindergarten, first grade, and the and the topic on the board of the day's Today's topic is uh, why we need government. I know, dude, but I grew up with that nonsense. And eventually I was like, wait a minute. None of this crap makes sense. You're not everybody. But yeah, didn't we have a lady call in and actually say she saw that? Yes. Yeah. Last last week. Last week. Why we need government right, in and second in, and in, grade. And then, yeah, exactly. And it may not have been that right bad when list. I was in second grade. But I mean, it was... It, it, it was working on getting there. But still, it, you only have to be... And I realize they don't teach critical thinking in school for a reason. It's because once a person becomes an adult, they'd be able to look around and go, wait a minute, all of these problems that we're talking about here, it, it, since I've been on Free Talk Live, the common denominator with all of them is government. Yep, but people are brainwashed into believing in the idea of the state and they're just you know they just believe they need to put the right people in there and then everything will work great no because the right there are no right people it's just different groups of sociopaths and psychopaths who are trying to either rule the world because they think they know what's best and they're okay with breaking some eggs to make an omelet that's the best case scenario Mm -hmm. is that we get a bunch of leaders who are more or less okay with wiping out you know 10 percent of the population if it makes the other 90 percent better which is horrifically immoral but most people are okay with that because they just go you got to break some eggs and make an omelet right best case scenario utilitarians in reality most of these people that get elected are just control freaks who want to run the world and use it exploit everyone and the infrastructure that they've created for their own benefit and aggregate more power to and let's not forget modern monetary theory that a lot of these people subscribe to, which 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 is they think they can just print as much money as they need for their daily use, yearly use, yep. uh, to their heart's content, and that'll never go awry. So the story about Spain restricting air conditioning right now during one of the hottest summers in recent memory uh, to eight no more than eighty degrees Fahrenheit is it really? The hottest year on record. It's a recent memory. Because it's not. It's a recent memory. It's not here in New Hampshire for sure. But I mean, things, you know, there's an entire ocean between us and Europe. I didn't say on on record. I said recent memory. 
Anyway, uh, to, uh, to do these restrictions, the rest of the story, which I'm not going to share with the exception of one paragraph here, is just all about how, you know, oh, well, they could do this or they could do that. And like, oh, they need to patch up their diplomatic relations with Algeria and then they could order more gas from them, etc. How about the government just stop screwing things up? But they point out here that Spain should also, you want to talk about screwing things up? Spain should also abandon its misguided nuclear energy phase out. It, it currently runs seven reactors that generated 22% of its electricity in the year 2020, but all seven are scheduled to shut down by 2035. <laughs> what the hell? Why? As we have, because somebody said it was bad, right? Uh, isn't, doesn't France have like 20 reactors going all right as I think we speak? France is known for being friendly to nuclear. Yeah. yeah. So, we, so uh, what we need to do is some of these countries need to look to see what they're doing and uh, compare notes and so, maybe take an... I want to make sure I'm clear. Something like 20% of their energy was coming from nuclear, and they're like, guys, this is just too good. Yep, we got to turn are, it off. Things are going too well here. It's, because it's killing the earth, Arya. It's killing the birds, and it's the people. And you, Their and, alternative is to pump in oil from Russia. And I, Look, I don't know the numbers, but I'm willing to bet. My gut tells me that nuclear is a safer and greener alternative is. than oil. It's much safer. I would assume so. Especially with the newer technology. So as we've seen in U.S. states like New York and California, when nuclear plants have prematurely closed, the result is more reliance on fossil fuel imports and higher electricity prices. Better start digging that coal out of the earth again. Insane. This is absolutely insane. I, I, I'm ashamed to call myself a human, human being, being at this point. I mean, it's, what, what the it's hell nuts. is wrong with you people? Arya, stop. It's happening to us, too. It's going to be happening here in New Hampshire and they've a lot already, of other tried, U.S. states. They've been trying states. to shut down the uh, nuke reactor out in, I think, the seacoast, right? Or, or did they shut that down? Well, they shut the one down right across the street in Brattleboro. In Brattleboro, yeah. They got, before they, before we moved here. Ago. What happened? There was a nuclear reactor in Brattleboro? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hippies got that one shut down. Okay, Thanks, but, Vermont. But that's the hippies in Vermont, right? But they were feeding power over here. Well, why hasn't New Hampshire opened one in? Because in, damn hippies are stopping this from happening. They go and they tie themselves to front doors and, you know, I realize, get but arrested I mean, and stuff. The, the hippies are the problems there because they're the ones going out saying nuclear energy is bad. They're the insane ones yeah. weaponizing the state and using it to promote whatever agenda they think and is best. And making it literally so we have to ship coal from West Virginia up here to New Hampshire, as I understand it. In order to uh, keep, you know, keep up with energy. Is that where New Hampshire's energy is currently coming from? Is coal from I've heard West Virginia? A, I've heard a rumor that, that there's actual coal coming up here. I don't know if it's uh, if it's confirmed. Actually, it was from the guy that was up here visiting. Oh, I, more than a rumor, I guess, because there was this uh, teacher, uh, like a professor at a college in New Jersey who came out to a couple of our meetups, and he was asking a bunch of questions about libertarians and civil disobedience, which we have some experience with yeah. up here. And apparently there are some people that are uh, performing civil disobedience over in... In, I think it was Hookset, where there's some train lines that come up, and they're blocking the tracks uh, because there's coal being brought up into uh, New Hampshire. And they're trying to block those trains from getting to wherever it is they're delivering that coal to. So yeah, I'm pretty sure there's coal being burnt here uh, here in New Hampshire. So it's like, well, whoa. so it's like a bad idea to stand in front of a train, but whatever. Right, so I they want to stop the nuclear activism. They want to stop the nuclear. They want to stop the coal. It's like they don't want to have any energy at all. No, they want us to eat bugs and have yeah. 80 degree air conditioners. 
Yeah, and we're going to get to the bug eating thing here in uh, in a little bit also, but I want to just share a couple other re- uh, headlines related to the EU. According to RT.com, that's Russia Today, power prices across the EU have jumped to a fresh record high as of Tuesday as natural gas costs climbed further on falling supply from Russia, according to the European Energy Exchange. And in a benchmark day-ahead prices in Germany advanced $497 per megawatt hour from June's or 490 euros because they're pretty pretty much on parity now, uh, advancing up from June's average of 218 euros. So that's more than wow. doubling since June. Remember, they cut the supply of the natural gas running in there to one fifth of what it was before. And Russia could cut it more extensively if they wanted to. Sure, they could they could t- cut it off entirely. But here's the thing that's interesting about this. Uh, there was another story I was looking at saying that Russia has increased its... Uh, yeah, here it is. According to another RT story, Gazprom, which is the Russian energy uh, supply company, which I think is state-owned, they have increased their supply to China. So they they're not selling less... No, of natural not. gas. That would be suicidal for any business to be like. Well, I mean, we saw American companies do exactly that, so never mind. But here's what they. But what's interesting is the Europeans are paying more now for less gas. So basically, they are they're they're pushing economics here, right? Like lower supply, the demand is still the same. People still want to air condition their homes, and this winter they're going to want to heat them, and so on and so forth. So people, the demand is still there, but now the supply is one fifth of what it was before. So the price is going to go up because every one of these European countries, some of them are even more reliant. Like Italy, I saw a story that they're forty percent of their gas supply comes from Russia. So some of them need more than the others do, but they're all bidding up, right? Like, well, we want that supply. Well, no, we want it. Well, it's only one-fifth of what it was, so it can only go so far. So prices are going up there. Meanwhile, Russia's selling the same amount of fuel down in China. So they got even more revenue coming in. This is a this is a big, big deal for them. It makes me wonder why war and these sort of national conflicts even exist at this point when nations are so interdependent on one another. It's crazy. You have to be suicidal to start one of these fights. Yep. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. And now Russia can fund their war better because they got more revenue yep. coming in. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the difficulties that many countries, especially in Europe, are going to be facing coming up this winter. Already, they're putting restrictions into place on how and how much... uh, Energy can be used. Spain now saying that public venues like restaurants or bars or supermarkets, presumably. Oh uh, God, I didn't even think about that real reality of working in an air con- in a kitchen yep. where oh, yeah. the AC yep. can't be can't Dude, be higher than or lower than eighty will degrees die. Fahrenheit. Kitchens get yeah. unbelievably hot. Well, apparently the uh, the article I had about uh, this from Reason.com said there already been 2,000 deaths this summer before the restrictions went into place in Spain because of the heat wave. I believe it. So, I mean, it's going to get worse. I mean, the now. only jobs that I know for sure, uh, bricklaying is supposed to be significantly worse. And, you know, the people who load cargo into trucks, 
uh, tough that, job. That those are probably significantly worse than working in a kitchen. But in a kitchen, you are right there next to enormous amounts of heat-generating yep. things. They're designed to generate heat. Sure. And you got to have that air conditioner well below 70 if you want it to have any effect at all. So that's what's happening there. Uh, we're going to get into the whole bug situation, Conan. You've been following this pretty closely with the... Well, uh, not this particular article, but the bugs in general. The, the push that's happening out there. Yeah, from it's people nonsense. Like the, the you know world you can buy them on form. Amazon? I ordered some recently. A mixed bag of like real? Of dehydrated crickets. And, Are you actually going to eat them? No, I'm going to get my friends and coworkers too. I mean, they're they're going to know that they're bugs and stuff, right? But this is what this is what I do. I provide them with gifts. I have a bag of I have a bag of cricket flour that was, that was given to me for for Christmas. A couple I want years the tarantula. Back. I've been meaning to order the tarantula. <laughs> well, like, I want to get into get an it. Actual in a, tarantula that's been killed that you know you can eat. I want to get into it in a moment here, but first we do have penguin on the line in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live, penguin. Oh, stand by. I had you muted. I think yes. Go ahead, sir. But hey guys, um, I have some great topics talking about um, eating the bugs and, and the nuclear power, and this is very similar to nuclear power, but um, I want to address it, because last segment, uh, last night, you brought up, um, you were talking about homeless people and everything, you are talking about the situation and different causes of the problem and mm-hmm. solutions or whatever, and I like to look at, I'm not going to necessarily look at the most like left-wing solution, but just the most humane, but also the most market-oriented solution. And I think the obvious solution to all housing problems, regardless of the fact that a lot of homeless people are obviously mentally ill and have a bunch of other problems, is um, just build more damn housing. And it's really that simple. No, it's, it's no, every- it's not the problem. They wouldn't live in your houses. How are you going to... Some of these people don't even want to live in your houses. Not if you have to. But not if they have to register. Don't. They don't want their names out there. I don't think that's why most people are homeless. Go ahead, Penguin. I don't think give it directly to the homeless, though. Well, actually, that's the thing. You don't have to build super low um, quality housing or low income housing. You don't have to build. You don't have to ban the building of luxury housing. You don't have to intervene in the market at all. You build more housing, even if it's luxury and mid and, and section eight, whatever you build, just by incre- increasing uh, markets. You will, you will lower rent. You will lower rent. Yeah, I, I covered that uh, last night. I mean, help. the fact is these cities that have the worst problems with the homeless are also cities that have incredible restrictions on building. Yeah, there's no central agency here to just build more houses. You've you got to remember like something like 50% of the land west of the Mississippi River is owned by the federal government. All of that land should be available for any person who wants to go sure. out and claim it and build a house on it if they want. That'd be even better. And, and it's, we, not, it's not just regulations on housing. These A lot of these cities that have homeless problems, they also have the best homeless benefits. Sure. They're honeypots. They're straight up honeypots. Yeah. If, you, if you were to remove these from the equation... You'd have homeless people spread out because you can't get rid of them. You're, going, you're always going to have homeless people. Mm-hmm. But they're all, if they all want to congregate in one place, they're going to create a cesspool. That's a fact. Yeah, that's true. But you have, you have a, a full spectrum of homeless from the most, you know, just, out, just helpless kind of mentally destroyed person everywhere. People that are incidentally homeless and, that, you know, might benefit from whatever programs or whatever out there. And, you know, and there's some places that have insanely restri- tight uh, um, housing markets. And the thing is, these, these states and these cities, and California is notably like the worst, have created this situation where just houses, it's insane. If you just you know, read an article into a podcast and libertarians done work, and they've done, gone through insane amounts in every city, in every locality, pretty much all throughout California, all these progressives have made sure nothing can be built. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to enrich developers, or some of them are just you know rich folks that don't want n- new people moving into the area. It's, and we've got it's, progressives that want the government to handle everything. We can't let developers um, build anything, and so 
people suffer because of it. I mean, I, mean, I agree, but the libertarian approach of we need to build more houses so we can make more money by charging the homeless people rent, that's just not a good selling point that's going to reach the bleeding cars. I understand it's technically correct, right? But it's like walking up to a, a car crash where a bunch of kids flew through the windshield and said, well, thank God the government doesn't require people to wear seatbelts, res- right? It's not the time and place to make that mm-hmm. argument. The libertarian response down. to this is not to build more homes. It is to remove the regulations and it's to open up zoning uh, to allow people to live their lives the way they want. But and- you're never going to sell that idea to people who aren't logical. And most people aren't logical when they approach these things. They want to hear, how are you going to make me feel better about the problem? What's the, what's the, homeless, uh, what's the homeless like in Houston, Houston, Texas? That's no, there's no zoning there, right? That's right. I, would, I don't I, know. I'm curious. I know Austin has a problem, but, but I, mean, uh, I don't We had hear- the, the quote, homeless person problem solved here in Keene. Well, not solved, but we had a solution going on here in Keene that you mentioned on yeah, the air. Yeah, enforce uh, private property rights. Well, it, yeah. Kick them out. The Hennefords grocery market was owned by a leftist who was you know, very open to allowing these people to have shacks and lean-tos and tents and stuff like that on his property. And the city of Keene came along and said, no, no, no. Well, we, yeah. we can't have this. That's the problem is even if you get rid of zoning, which I support, get rid of that crap. They're still going to have building codes. And then so, you know, even then the homeless people can't build their own shelter. Then they got to have some hired professional constru- government connected construction company. That's, one of, that's one of the regulations I'm talking about to get rid of. And, okay, not, well, everyone about zoning. and well, not necessarily everyone wants to do that. Some people would be content with just you living know, in a tent, with, well, a tent with maybe a lantern and maybe an electricity and maybe, or, or you a know, van van yeah. down by the river. Look, I'm a libertarian. I don't I can't promise any actual solutions that will you know, 100% solve the problem. And neither can anyone else. Right. But I do know that, that if, you, if you just remove the restrictions and allow the housing to supply to meet demand, however it does, through the, through the magic of the market and people just doing, doing their thing, um, with minimal restrictions, minimal requirements, and oversight, um, whatever you have to do to ensure it's not total chaos, I guess, okay, because you're running whatever. But if you make it as market-oriented as possible, then the prices will go down and they, you'll remove these stupid restrictions on only allowing, if anything at all, only allowing single housing, single family housing to be built. So we can start building apartments again. I mean, it, I'm not saying build huge comedy blocks everywhere because you're not intervening in the market to enforce that. So yeah, one the, example the, of the what happened here in Keene, there's a, a privately run homeless shelter here. And there's the government has a, Nights, has one right? as well. Yeah, it's called Hundred Nights. We've talked about it on the air before, and and it's got an interesting history. They when they first opened, the government told them, "Well, you don't have the fire suppression system here. You can't open up." Yep. And they're like, "Well, it's getting cold. The whole point of this thing is to open during the hundred coldest nights of the year, so homeless people can come in and have a, a warm place to you know not freeze to death." And the the guy who was putting this thing together back then, he's no longer involved, uh, but the, the Don Primrose, I think was his name, he was like, we're just going to open anyway. Nice. And so they just went ahead and they opened up anyway, and you know what? The city didn't do anything about it. They backed down on That's that one. That's good. But what happened recently was they, and when I say recently, I mean like the last several years, they've been looking for a place to move to, because the place they're in is old it's pretty decrepit it's not in in great condition and they wanted more space right because they want to have you know more the offer more facilities and more things you know for for services for homeless folks and all that yeah, so for they, those who don't know it's called 100 nights because they're only open during the 100, 100 coldest, coldest nights, nights of right. new hampshire and you, you may not be aware of this but they can get down to like negative 30 at can. night on occasion on occasion mm. yeah so uh they're looking for this new place to move to they had a tough time and even when they did find a place 
that was, you know, because they didn't, didn't want to build their own new structure because of all the restrictions probably, right? Yep. So they had to find one that already exists. And of course, there's only so many available and so on. So they found one finally uh, in downtown Keene. And as I understand it, they uh, they had issues getting the permission from the city. Again. To move into this place because somebody in the neighborhood didn't like it. This, has been, this has been ongoing for many right. years. Yeah, Every so, building they want to move to is, gonna, is getting kicked back to them. Yeah, this, so, this exact same ha- that happened to me. There's a property right across the street from me, yep. and they wanted to put apartments there. And this was but a couple. This is, this like is, that, this is a right? couple years back. The city didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Right? And their, their excuse was, "Well, it's not zoned for it, uh-huh. and we're not giving you the exception." In this case, it was just neighbors who objected. They didn't want to ha- live near where the homeless. people Typically, were. that's, that's how it works. The constituents call yeah. these city councilors the up. Very and same they're, people that want to quote unquote help the homeless. That's don't, the root of all of this. They don't. That's the root of all of this. Is that the homeless are so dehumanized in the United States that I can even just sit here and say the homeless and not even think twice about yeah. it. We're talking about homeless people right. here. Thank you, Penguin, yeah. for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, look, I, I agree with you, Aria, that it's you can't just come into this cold. You can't just do this from this cold calculating Even standpoint. if you're right. It yeah. sucks, but that's how it is. You need to count, couch this in terms that are compassionate in order to bring people on board with it. Um, but that said, all of these ideas need to be put forward. They need to be talked about. Because there's a lot of other reasons why zoning needs to get ex- you know eliminated. It's not just to help the homeless. It's a violation of my private property. Yeah. Uh, there's more coming up here. Hour 2 is next. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before Pork Fest. Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there June 15th through the 18th. ForkFest.Party. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, we've got Ian, Aria, and Conan. Join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. In the first hour of the show, we talked about the energy situation in Europe. It's also not so great here in the United States. Nope, it's coming. But it's definitely worse there because they're dealing with not just inflation from the government money printing, which they have too, but they also have a supply cut from uh, the Russian government that's increasing prices even faster uh, over there. So they're preparing, quote unquote, for that by putting in restrictions right now. And that way people are, of course, used to being under restrictions when they get much worse later this uh, this year when it gets colder over there. So that's coming there. But something else that's been coming that they've been telegraphing uh, to some extent is that 
bugs are going to be the new thing. The World Economic Forum. Yeah, it's cheaper, more sustainable. You that's know, what they say. It's better for the world, for the planet. They, that's what they say. Well, and people behave differently based on incentives, right? So if they are planning on pushing bugs, then they definitely want to run the price up of other things. And if they can bring the bug food in cheaper than, say, you know, actual meat or whatever, right, right. then people that are feeling the pinch from the higher electricity prices and the higher prices of everything are going to look at that and they're going to say, well, normally I wouldn't, but I'm hungry. There's a reason why be honest, There's a reason why third world countries eat a lot of bugs because that's mm-hmm. all they have. Forward, yeah. but I've got to be honest. I've been doing the vegetarian thing for like three weeks now, something yeah. along those lines. I'm not exactly sure how long. And I don't, I don't even miss meat anymore. And mm. There, there's so many good substitutes that like um, beans, right? Yeah, I thought the same thing that a lot of people out there, I could never give up my steaks or my burgers or whatever. But really, after like a few days, you really don't even notice it. Give it a year. Give it a year or two. <laughs> that's when that's when vegetarians start, start to fall apart. The teeth start falling out. The if hair starts falling out. They start, they start getting rashes. Two, then I'm going to Carbs and sugar. To cut that carbs out and you will do yourselves wonders. Wait, what did you just say? If you don't lose 30 pounds within a year, you're going to start smoking? I will start back smoking. Yes. <laughs> cut the carbs. No more pasta. I do not cut it. My pasta is made out of freaking lentils, man. You still drinking wine? No. No, okay. I stopped drinking wine back in like January. Just you doing hard alcohol now? Hard liquor? If I yeah, drink at all. Yeah. Wine's not bad unless it's real sugary stuff. No, I drink very dry red wine. I, I suspect that the wine I was drinking was probably better for my weight than the vodka and orange juice or whatever because mm. orange juice has a lot of sugar in it a or whatever. A lot but. of sugar. But it's not as bad as you as uh, you mentioned. You said it was something like seven grams a glass or something like that. It actually it depends on the type of orange juice you get. Some of them add sugar, like Minute Maid adds sugar. You don't want to get that. You want to get you know some some kind of good organic or less what's the, less influenced. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Or you can juice. just eat an orange. That's the way to do it. Yes, but you can't mix vodka with a with an orange. Fruit. You can squeet well, yeah. You, I guess you could soak orange slices in vodka. I gotta write that down. Well, if you if you're gonna go that route, do go watermelon. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Vodka and watermelon. If you're drinking anything, it's just more calories, right? So if it's not water, unless it's you're more eating calories. it, because yeah. the body has to actually work through and break it all down. Calories and aren't the issue, though. Like I eat on average like 1,200 calories a day. Really? Maybe. Yeah. And you don't lose weight. No. Huh. Carbs. Damn. Cut the carbs. That's the trick. That's probably it. Keto. Uh, I've also been holed up a lot this year, recovering from surgery, and then I was sick for two weeks. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you count all of that together, there was like a two and a half to three month period this year where I basically couldn't move. So, well, I mean, that that certainly affected things. So, what's the latest bug pushing going on, Conan? Well, what's in the news now? Uh, bug eating isn't vegetarian. And that is that's all always the more reason I'm not going to eat bugs. Mm. So I've I've never been able to figure out how what, what they're going to do. It's, it's they're not animals. It's got protein. They're, yeah, right. they are. They're, are they insects or animals? They're like little little crabs, little okay. shrimps. In fact, uh, as I understand it, you know, some, some of the some of the bigger that. spiders and stuff they cook them just like they would a shrimp. Well, it's funny that you mention that because I remember the realization I had a number of years ago when when I lived in the south when I was looking at a picture of a lobster or something like that. I went, oh my god, that's just a bug. 
right? Because big bug, yeah, they big, really are big meaty bug, and because it, they are, but because they're in the ocean, the you know the the effects of gravity they aren't less than there, but the buoyancy of the water sort of counteracts it, so they, the bugs are allowed to grow larger in that scenario, just like they did back when the oxygen rates on the on the surface were lower. So they are just basically giant bugs, and, and, and I, lobsters pretty damn good. I haven't been able to eat it since, man. What? Yeah. I, I got a lobster a few years ago. Maybe I didn't, it wasn't even a few years Doesn't ago. Doesn't bother me at all. I could tear into some crab or some lobster, some shrimps right now. I went to Red right Lobster now. with a friend of mine. We were doing Operation And Kitty all you Rescue. could think was bug. And I got a lobster. They delivered on my plate, and it was just this giant dead bug, man. So I ate as much of it as I could because I was the reason that creature died. It was just minding mm-hmm. its own business over there in that tank. It probably sucked because it lived in a tank, but you know it was alive. And I was the reason it died that day. That's what it's about. That's so being I, a human is all about. So I ate as much of it as now I you're could. you're just killing vegetables, are But you? like three hours later, I was legitimately sick, dude. And ever since then, <laughs> wow. anytime I've tried to eat lobster, like a lobster roll from uh, that new seafood place that opened up where Thirsty Owl used to be, I ended up getting sick mm. again. Even well, though this is, it doesn't even come to you looking like a bug. Shrimp, I can still handle, even though it's basically the same it's thing. It's the too. same thing. But it doesn't arrive at your table looking like a bug. And so that's, that's the problem. It's all in your. It's all in my head. I, so as I long as just, so as long as it's not like a name tag on your steak. This is Chloe, the cow, and there's no hooves. See, and I could no probably horns. live with that, right? It, it's the mental block of it being a bug that is so severe. But uh, but I mean, uh, can you still eat? Could if you if someone put a steak in front of you, could you eat it? Yeah, but it's the same thing. No, it was okay. an animal. It's not a bug. Yeah, but it's an animal. It's a re- I, I don't it died. Obj- I don't it object- died for yes. you. I don't object to eating animals. That's not why I'm a vegetarian. But a, but a bug is an animal. A bug is a gross animal that I don't want to eat. <laughs> well, the, that's like saying why don't you just you you ate a steak? Why don't you go ahead and just eat a cricket? The powers that be are trying to alleviate that problem from from the minds, and they're starting with the young. And they're starting with the the docile, the people who are all on board of this saving the planet nonsense, uh, and uh, they're they're trying to push this 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 new bug eating regiment. All right. So what's uh, the this latest? This is this is actually an older article, but I've seen it. It just popped up uh, in the in the face space, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that we would go back and see why scientists at Ghent University in Belgium are experimenting with larva fat to replace butter in waffles, cakes, and cookies. Ugh saying using grease from insects is more sustainable than dairy produce. Dude, I hate everything about what you just said. (laughs) The researchers... Everyone put their food down. They're going to make me have to be a vegan if I don't want to eat this nonsense, aren't they? Because vegetarians... That might be part of the trick. A vegetarian would eat you know, bug butter or whatever it is that you just said. Everyone everyone put their nachos down. Uh, The researchers soak black soldier fly larva in a bowl of water. Oh, dude. Put it in a blender to create oh. a smooth grayish dollop and then use kitchen centrifuge to separate out, <laughs> to separate out the insect butter. There are what? S- <laughs> quote, there are several positive things about using insect ingredients, said uh, Dalen Zozo. No, no. If who- you need a centrifuge to separate parts of your dinner, you don't need to eat that for dinner. That's how they do uh, lots of oils. The oils that you probably shouldn't be consuming, right, by the thank way. thank you for adding that part. Mm-hmm. Like peanut, peanut oils and... Uh, I don't want to know how you get oil out of a peanut either, man. Seed oils. I've eaten peanuts. They are lot, dry. It's a lot of chemicals and it's a lot of centrifuge mm. and, it's, and then bleaching. There's a bleaching process. Like sunflower seed oil and stuff like that. Like I've eaten some of these things, right? And they are dry. 
What do you have to do to a peanut to get oil you out of s- it? You squeeze the hell out of it. A lot of them. You squeeze the hell out of it. Just like an olive. How do you get an? How do you get oil out of an olive? I don't know. I don't it's the eat same. Olives. It's the same thing. Olives are gross. What about olive oil? I will eat olive oil because it's better for me than the alternatives. But what do you use in your vegetables? How do you cook? olive oil? Oh, that's the, that's all right. How yeah. do you get oil out of an olive? I don't know. The same thing. By the way, if you don't, why do you, olives aren't that dry though. That's o- like olives are great. Olives are disgusting. Oh all my right. god! <laughs> Moving on. So why is this? How does this work? They are more sustainable because insects use less land than cattle, but not chickens. That was me, by the way. Mm-hmm. They are more efficient. At converting feed, and they also use less water to produce butter. Yeah, I thought that but, got debunked, though. I mean, like, in the scale that we're talking about, where you have enough crickets or whatever to make the amount of butter that you need, I thought you were going to need significantly more amounts of land than you would need to have cows producing that amount. Not for cows, or ca- not for cattle in general. Insects are the way to go. Yeah, but, but, when, you, but when you talk about chickens, nah. Chickens are the way to go. Period. That may all be true, but how does it taste? We're going to get to that. All right, more coming up here. Coming up. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about... uh, We'll continue. (laughs) Bug butter. Fair warning, this segment may induce potential stomach upset. We are talking about eating bugs. Get used to it. It's coming for some some of you. They're pushing this concept, and Conan, now they're talking about bug butter, quote unquote. Yeah, that's what I was going to point out here. Eating bugs, it sounds gross, but that's not enough to make me vomit. However, you start talking about bug butter... Then we're talking about Which a different level of gross. Grinding up larvae of what was it? The soldier black, black flies? soldier fly. Which is, by the way, what I feed my chickens. See, there's they, a reason they love it. Mm-hmm. There's some words in the English language that just don't sound appetizing, right? Like the word "ooze," for example. Yeah, that's gross. That, that's yeah. not a good word. Gross you word. don't. You never heard of anyone oozing beauty, right? No, they radiate sure. beauty. And you, right. Like the word "maggot." That's not, not an word. appetizing no. word. That's what this is. And, and like larvae, it's not an appetizing <laughs> word. Right. Well, uh, according to the results, they're not going to be able to feed you straight up bug butter. They're going to mix it in. They're going to sneak is that what it in. Calling it bug butter. It. I like bug paste. What are they I mean, sneak- if we're going to make it gross, let's make it as gross as possible. What, whatever what company uh, uh, takes this on, I'm sure, is going to give it a nicer name. It's not going to be larva butter. It's not going to be bug butter. It's going to be... Larva paste. I like that one. Larva paste. That's, that's not going to work. That's not going to be... When you're reading the, the back of the ingredients, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna hide it in there somewhere where the regular consumer, the, you know, the, the regular soccer mom, is not going to be able to mm. decipher what is actually in... Their mac and cheese. Why? Because according to the researchers, consumers notice no difference when a quarter of the milk butter and cake is replaced with larva fat. However, they report an unusual taste when it gets to a 50-50 ratio uh, and say okay. they would not want to buy the cake. Interesting. Insect food has a high level of protein, vitamins, fiber, and minerals, and scientists elsewhere in Yoop are looking at it so and a more environmentally friendly and cheap alternatives to other types of animal products. And I actually, Fox actually breaks down uh, the taste testing uh, to see uh, where it goes wrong. And just as I said, once you get too much of this very odd tasting bug butter, 
uh, larvae pe- paste. People start to notice and start to decide. No, that's not something that I would want to eat on a regular basis. Researchers I mean, sure, that, but people drink Pepsi and Coca-Cola and McDonald's it, yeah, on a regular basis. it tastes really good because sugar is tasty. I, I don't know that I can. I don't know that I agree. But right? a lot of but a lot of these a lot I of these veggie burgers that have it. come out these a lot of these fast foods have discontinued their rollout of veggie burgers because the people just aren't ordering ordering them because there's a taste. It's unpleasant. There's a, there's a texture. I've eaten some of these Impossible Burgers, and, and more so recently, the Impossible Sausage that uh, Cracker Barrel is making. Like when I went to Ohio for the music festival, we were right we were right across the street from a Cracker Barrel at our hotel, and every single morning we went over there for breakfast, and mm-hmm. I would get the Impossible Sausage and whatever because I was doing my vegetarian thing then, and it was better than regular sausage. I say that as someone who doesn't generally like regular sausage and bacon and stuff like that, though. So take it with a grain of salt. But the Impossible Burgers... I would rather have like a black bean burger mm-hmm. than one of these quote impossible have burgers. Have you had an impossible burger? Yes. And I would have I have had one, yes. What did you think? It was okay, but I had it uh, in 2019 when Mark and I were out at uh Freedom Fest and one of the hotel restaurants had uh an impossible burger right, on right. the menu. So I mean, if you dress it up like a burger, it's going you know, as long as it's got some sort of consistency to it that's somewhat similar, it's going to be hard to tell if it's spiced correctly or whatever. It's going to be hard to tell. I've heard that in, you know, different circumstances you can tell the difference and it's not as good. Well, why are they discontinuing this product? Are they really? Because a lot, a lot, of, fa- a lot of people of just foods. aren't ordering them, right? And it's I think it's more expensive. It's more ex- to, yeah, it's that's more probably expensive. that's probably part of the problem. But like yeah, Elm it's about City this- Brewery here in Keene, they have one that's made out of por- Portobello, not very good. That, that's their version of the veggie burger. But then you have one from like Applebee's, which uses the Impossible Burger, and it's significantly better. But then you have one, I I don't remember where, maybe it's Local Burger, where it's just basically black beans mashed into a patty, and it's really, really good. Hmm. Well, I've, I have never had one of these things. But then I don't go out, so that's part of the problem. And I would never make a, a, a an Impossible Burger at my house, not when I got freezers full of you know meat product. Just use black beans as a patty sometime. Mash them up together, cook them in some way, and just like form a little patty out of them and give that a shot. If I'm going to make black beans, I'm going to eat them with rice and some veggies on the side. I'm not going to try to turn it into a burger. I'm going to go get some venison out of the damn freezer. (laughs) I'm going to get some chicken. You're just putting it, you're you're taking those vegetables and you're putting them between two slices of bread. Yeah, Yeah, but I, okay. But I mean, I'm not going to waste the time to try to make a burger when I can actually get a burger out of the freezer. Fair point. I wouldn't do it myself either. If I was going to, you know, eat black beans in a salad, I would just eat black beans in a salad. I so wouldn't they, bother to shape it into a patty and so slap he, it between two pieces of bread. Here's the actual taste testing uh, research. Researchers at Ghent University in Belgium studied whether or not taste testers could tell the difference between food items made with traditional butter and ones that used insect fat. See, it, it's disturbing that they're even testing for this because this suggests that they want to they find out to. whether or not they can slip it to you without That's you exactly knowing. That's exactly what they're this doing. Is, but everything gets tested tested in in the early stages but they don't test to see whether or not people can tell the difference between you know coca-cola and water they they told you up front hey this is sugar water have some yeah but if they if they if coke unrolls a new coca-cola product of course they're going to put it out in the market and see how it does and there's been lots of coke products that have been discontinued because no one wanted it because it tastes like garbage can you tell the difference between new coke and old coke they're so, not going to do something like that. Sometimes they, they do. They might. But you're absolutely right, though, in this case, Arya, that they are trying to find out what levels people can tolerate with before they can tell that this stuff is in something. Yeah. And actually, I think I might have brought this up to you before on another episode, Conan, but have you seen the images rolling around social media of this brand of snacks 
that is already using cricket. Crickets, cricket flour. You've yeah, seen this? This is this is also going around the webs today yes, and it, yesterday. It's a company called Actually Foods. I've seen it now for looks some, like it looks like some, some Aldi, it looks like some Aldi would sell. It does. It does. Uh, the the company's called Actually Foods, which is an you know ironic name. You shouldn't have to call your company that. The 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 number one ingredient on the list, by the way, is crickets. It's not number one, but at it least is, it's organic. It is in the uh, the puff, so they're they're selling che- uh, cheese puffs in this particular uh, I, case. I was looking at a chip. I was looking. I was okay. looking at something different. The number one ingredient in their cheese puffs. It is not the number one ingredient. It is part of the ingredients okay. of the puff itself. It's listed last, but you know whether or not they're honest with which ones are you know more or less. Uh, but it is in there. It's listed as organic cricket flour in this <laughs> on this product. I was looking at some chips, and it wasn't even flour. It was the first ingredient on the list, and it was listed as crickets. Wow. I'll try to find that yeah. in the break. This is That's one of the most honest ingredient I've ever heard of being on a package. To achieve this, they made three versions of each item, one with regular butter, mm-hmm. one made with a quarter of butter replaced with insect fat, and a version where half the butter was replaced. Mm. According to the results of the study, taste testers could not tell the difference between regular cakes and a cake with a quarter of insect fat made with the larva of black soldier flies. They also served taste, tefers, taste testers waffles, and they could not tell the difference between any of the three versions. Mm. In their published revo- results, researcher Dalen Sozo explained the eco. Hold on, where's my... I feel like waffles aren't a really fair comparison because people put so much stuff on top of waffles that the butter is almost inconsequential in them in the first place. And do they mean they put butter after cooking it or they cook the... Not clear. I yeah. Because well, those uh, are two very different things. Cake requires uh, liquid oil. I know, but, yeah. but but waffles in particular, you put waffles, you put butter on waffles after they've already yeah, no, no, finished this cooking. Is, no, this is the oil that you would use in to the in the actual batter. Oh, and batter. then it's covered up with actual butter and syrup in the first place. And they're, they're not going to taste it That's coming next. All right. There's more on the way here on the Bug Butter. It's Free Talk Live. That's 603-283-6160. If you're not already checking ingredients at the products that you're buying at the grocery store, you might want to start doing that because it looks like more companies are considering and putting crickets, amongst other bug-related, insect-related products, into their foods. And they're not exactly blasting it out on the front of the package. Nope. Uh, the 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 company we were just talking about, which uh, was based in I think Canada, I already forgot their name and I took their their website off my laptop, but um, they are manufacturing cheese puffs, mm-hmm. and there's cricket flour included in the ingredients of the actual puff. On the front of the bag, it doesn't say crickets, you know, now with crickets or anything like that. But I mean, once these things hit mainstream, though, I don't think they'll be able to avoid it because they already have to put on their package whether or not they're not GMOs or whatever, right? Isn't there something they have to do along those lines? I, I don't know, but uh, they have it in the ingredients, so they do have to admit it that it's in there. Just you got to look for it. Which, on for the, the record, of, GMO food is great. On the front of the package, it does say sustainable. However, so that's like oh, the key. God. That's one of the that's, key and That's the argument that they're getting all these people to to go yeah. this route. There's another. There's another. A backyard outlet. garden is sustainable. Yeah. There's another outlet that's called Chirps. What's that? They're cricket chips. Oh. 
And okay. uh, I guess they oh, were okay. I guess so, they were okay. on Shark Tank or something the show, mm-hmm. and they were eating these these chips. And uh, so they've got their own website up there. And uh, go check them out, people. If you're into wanting to save the planet, this is how you do it. I guess. Well, in this just case, kill yourself. <laughs> in this case, I just got us banned from YouTube and Twitch and all that. And I'm sorry, but like, look, if you want to save the planet so much, you're like. I need to spend the rest of my life eating crickets. Just stop eating entirely and let yourself die, yeah. and that will do more to help the environment than any amount of eating crickets. Because you're just space dust, right? Yeah. Just go back to being space dust and get, let us all live in peace. To the credit of this Chirps company, they do put it right on the front of their package. Oh, yeah. their, their bag literally says, eat bugs in gigantic text on the front of the bag. So the there's no doubt about that. Here's the problem. The more governments that start to subsidize, because this is coming, mm-hmm. just like they subsidize corn and soy right. in, this, in this country and other countries, they're going to start to subsidize bug farms. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, so you're going to have cheaper product than, say, having to, than, say, flour. So is this their solution to the current economic crisis where everything is getting more and more expensive and shrinkflation and all that? And suddenly they're going to put forth this idea of, hey, look, you can get the same number of Cheetos that you were eating 10 Mm -hmm. years ago, but you got to settle. And now it's like 25 percent. Well, it's it's not just a response to inflation, but also a response to the saving of the planet. So they'll and it's oh, and it's sustainable. But while saving the planet is going to convince a portion of the population Saving money is going to convince a much larger. Absolutely, this is why this is why people live off of mac and cheese, yeah. which is a horrible product, ramen. and you should never eat it. Ramen's yeah. all right, but mac and cheese just don't even do it. Well, it depends oh on the God. ramen, right? Like if you if you're getting the you know six soy. for a dollar ramen or whatever, it's basically just styrofoam that you're eating. I don't pack I don't know about soy. that. I don't know about that, but it's yeah. definitely got uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're buying actual like ramen from a Korean restaurant or whatever, or from a Korean grocer or whatever, and it's you know uh, decent, you're probably okay. But if you're getting the you know ten That's what cents we're a pack, we're talking about the Walmart. people who are price conscious. They're not going to the well. The ramen's going to gonna ramen. kill. The ramen's going to kill them anyway. The biggest problem with this whole argument, we've talked about this, Ian, is the it's the feed to protein ratio. And they say that bugs are more sustainable because they o- they don't eat as much grain in order to produce a certain compared amount of to protein compared, to, compared to, cows. to cows, goats, sheep, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. But when you break it down to say chickens, they're on par with each other. A, a chicken will consume a certain amount of feed to produce a certain amount of protein. And little chickens dinosaurs. taste good. They're little dinosaurs and they, they eat basically everything in anything. Uh, and they taste good. A cricket will consume basically the same amount of corn. By the way, what do they feed? So they, they're starting up these cricket farms and these, mm-hmm. these beetle farms and these bug farms all over the country. What do they eat? I have no idea. The, they eat chicken food. They eat chicken pellets. <laughs> chicken food. The really? same product that they feed chickens they're using with the with the uh, the crickets. Isn't that interesting? Because chickens, don't they eat crickets and stuff? Exactly. So the same amount. So you So you set up an acre... Uh, acre plot and you put chickens on them and you feed them and you and you do the same thing with with the crickets you're going to get the same amount of protein except one of them is i don't know that it's better for you but i know that it tastes better that sounds like an awesome new version of the predator movie so chicken versus cricket just have like an acre of chickens versus a chicken an acre of crickets and see which one in this in this country bug farms more more than likely are selling their crickets and their mealworms and all their other little bugaboos to farmers to guess what 
to feed to their chickens and or fishermen so they have something to mm-hmm. feed to their uh, their their farm fish or to go fishing with I these wish. are these this is a product that we feed to the lesser animals in order to to fatten them up so that we can eat them uh, so so they're just basically taking out the middlemen. Dude, I wish I believed that these companies were actually feeding, you know, mealworms and stuff like that to their chickens, but they're not. In some cases, uh, it, most places, maybe in China, for example, the, the not the swai, but the tilapia, a lot of times they'll set up the chickens right over top of their tilapia tanks and just let the fish take care of uh, cleaning up after the, the chickens. Mm-hmm. There have been instances where, in by, which should be illegal, by the way, but, uh, you know, it's China. It's China. I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard bad you're, things about tilapia, which is unfortunate because I really it, like it as a fish. It, it's got it's an fine. excellent texture and flavor. It's like a swamp fish. It can, you, can, you can live in really nasty, murky water, which is why a lot of aquaponics, new, new to the game aquaponics farmers, will start with tilapia because it's a very forgiving fish. It's hard to kill them. If you want the chickens that are eating the bugs, you got to go with the pasture-raised brands, which are the right. best way. All yeah. you got to do is look oh, at the absolutely. yolk. If you, what, if you break up that, open that egg yolk, and it's, it's orange, it's orange you know, or good. even almost red. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got the good stuff. The right stuff. Yeah, that's but, one of the things I love about New Hampshire is that you know, chances are I I could find out who grew the chickens I'm eating if I mm-hmm. really wanted to. Yeah. Well, the FDA doesn't want you doing that, are you? Because you could get salmonella and die. Or I just get the squirts the next day because most people don't die from this stuff. I'm more likely to get E. coli from, from the spinach that from Tyson salmon- is- Salmonella? But from what? From knowing who your producer was? No, you, they don't want you eating farm-raised chicken eggs because, <laughs> or drinking unpasteurized milk or even pasteurized milk if it came from some guy on the side of the street. But all chicken eggs come off a farm. What's it matter whether you get it from it all they've been, from Oh, Tyson. they've been sanitized. They've been cleaned. They've been handled delicately with gloved hands and people wearing masks. Oh, there's no way you can get sick from those eggs. But my eggs, the ones that I raise in my backyard, mm-hmm. oh, no, 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 no. It's nuts. My insurance company, I had a, did I tell you about my insurance company? Your Allstate? Home, your home insurance? Home insurance. No, what? They found out that I was selling eggs <gasps> to customers, to neighbor, to neighbors. Really? And they dropped me. Wow. Sent, oh me, sent me a nasty email saying, we found out what you were doing. You need to rectify this problem. They didn't even tell me what it was. I had to call them and say, all right, you just dropped me and said that you, for whatever reason, why? Oh, we're sorry, sir. You can't sell eggs because that breaks against our policy. Wow. I'm That's like, well, nuts. you guys can go screw yourselves. Yeah. Wow. That's so insane. When, was this? How did, when did this happen? Two years ago. Jeez. And I asked her, well, how are we gonna, what are we going to do about this? She's like, oh, well, just don't advertise. Just sell under the table. Somebody snitched you. So, right? the, yeah, the, the guy just, the insurance guy was just driving around oh. town checking on, on another claim or something, uh-huh. and he saw my sign. Wow. And so we, they dropped me. See, I like the idea of having chickens and having them, you know, lay eggs so that I have a constant supply of fresh eggs. But I wouldn't actually want to put in the work of having to kill and eat the chickens. They, they would just be pets that provided me with eggs I could You're eat. going to get a good three and a half, four years out of them, of eggs, before you have to basically well, kill them. I guess at that point I'd be like, hey, Conan, do you want an old chicken? That's how it works. And I will say, yes, I would love an old chicken. Okay. I'm gonna I might have to hit you night. up in the spring then. Well that that might be the way to do it. We need to talk chicken. Let's I mean, do let's do that. Uh, by the way, by the way, if anyone is just starting out, I'm always talking about start your own garden, start with a ten by ten plot. If you can do it before you start with a garden, start with a couple of chickens. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Whether you want to weigh in on this push coming from the big government folks to make people eat bugs 
or bring up whatever's on your mind. You can. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, and you can join us at 603-283-6160. Turns out people want to talk about crickets. We're going to get to the calls it's, here. It's coming, and we just found out there are facilities that are being opened up all over the globe, yeah, including just next to us, uh, London, Ontario, a huge facility. The world's, uh, is the world's largest or North America's largest? Anyway, it's big. Yeah, world's largest. Uh, right up here in uh, Ontario, Canada. In fact, we have a call from Canada we're going to get to here in just a moment. The number is 603-283-6160. And don't forget to uh, join our AMPS program. If you like what we do, you can join David Itza over at amps.freetalklive.com. David is a gold level, which means he's doing uh, at least 10 bucks a month to help us out with getting the message of freedom out and about. Advertise, market, promote, and support. That's what AMPS stands for. And so if you like the work that we do here, then please join over at amps.freetalklive.com. You get some cool benefits from doing that, and it helps us get the word out about freedom as we continue here. Uh, we're going first, though, to Walt before we go to Canada. Walt is on the line in North Carolina. Go ahead, Walt. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's uh, on your mind? been listening for a long time. Thanks. I'm listening to you through my radio tuner out of KTOX Radio in Needles, California. Excellent. What's on your mind tonight, Walt? Oh, I've got to tell you, I'm in the the most regulated state that there is. Um, There's thousands of acres of national forest here. You can only camp in uh, their designated areas. I don't think you're going to be sleeping in Walmart car parking lot. uh, You said North Carolina. Okay. Sorry. I've been trying to process this the entire time. You said North California. Sorry, not North Carolina. No, he is North. I thought you were North Carolina. I am in North Carolina, but I'm listening to a radio show at a K-Talks in Needles, California. So where is the most regulated, North Carolina or North California? Um, I am in uh, North Carolina, and it is super regulated here. Yeah, I think a lot of people believe their area is the most regulated area because that's the one you're living in. But, I mean, i got to say, North or uh, California and New York are the least free places in the United States. So I I doubt that North Carolina is as bad. But, but, I mean, even we have a lot of uh, regulated uh, uh, land that you can't do anything on except walk through sure. you can't camp you can't have a fire you can't hunt you can't get caught that, doing those things that's the way it is here but i am i'm originally from arizona which is re, it's really close to the border of the station that i'm listening to mm-hmm. but my reason for calling tonight is there's a flea market here in north carolina and the latinos uh, have a lot of it going on um there is a uh, fried pork skins uh fried crickets fried Everything. Um, they sell it out of tubs uh, at the flea market. It's uh, it's pretty insane. I've not tried the the fried crickets yet. I've I've been tempted, but uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty funny. I tell you what. It, it, here's the thing about eating bugs. It's it it really involves what they ate because everything tastes like what it what it eats. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. and what they fried it in. So if they fried it in some good pork oil, some lard, and the crickets were eating, I don't know, they were eating corn as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, trash. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I think th- I think they could be pretty deep-fried crickets. I, I might try some of that. There's definitely some truth to that because I've had grass-fed burger and I've had, you know, grain-fed burger. And the grass-fed is absolutely better than the grain-fed. Mm. But that's it. Yeah, but what about, what about venison where they're out like there? 
grass to me. Some venison can be really gamey, and it it really depends on what they're eating. Duck is another really good example. You got duck eating corn. It tastes a lot better than duck eating fish. What's that, Walt? If the venison is cured properly and, and taken care of properly, soaked in salt for 24 hours, salt water for 24 hours, you take that gamey taste right out of it. Agreed. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about letting that meat uh, sit for a, at least, you know, depending on how big your bigger catch is, a good, sometimes a good week. Well, maybe there's similar techniques with crickets and, you know, mealworms and stuff that you just got to cook them the right way or let them soak for 24 hours in salt water or whatever it was that Walt said. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to be figuring that out in the next decade. A lot, there's going to be a uh, lot of I'll YouTubers. There's going to be a lot of cooks uh, that are going to be figuring out the I'm technique. Try some of the crickets. Try some, I'll, I'll try try some, some crickets and get back to us next week. And I'll call you back. All right, Walt, thanks for the call tonight, man. By the way, I did look right. at uh, freedominthe50states.org, which does a study every, I think, two years on the relative freedom in the United States. And the overall freedom, North Carolina, is ranked at number 16. So it's in the top half of states overall freedom when we break it down to land related issues is in north carolina uh, the state where you're not allowed basically to have a radar detector or that's virginia okay uh when we break it down to land freedom so like uh what they say eminent domain reform and land use regulations north carolina is number 22 so again still in the top half uh, worse states than North Carolina, of course, California, New York, California, number 47, New York at 46, New Hampshire, not so great on land freedom at number 40. We're nope. in the bottom half. Wow. Uh, bottom 10. They're bottom 11. Thank you, Walt, for the call. I do appreciate it, man. So yeah, North Carolina, not as bad as uh, some of the other uh, states out there as far as... Yeah, this is the craziest thing with this, this ex, these experimental states, you know, all trying different things and whatnot. I always get the idea that... The, the the cabal, the elites have set this up in such a way that you really can't go to another plantation. I mean, something might bug you to death and you just want to escape it and go somewhere where it's freer, mm-hmm. but then they get you on something, something else. else. Yep. It's just the weirdest concoction. Let's go to Medi. He's in Canada. Medi, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Good. So, uh, so you guys are talking about the crickets. And uh, consumption of crickets and eating crickets. Yeah. And uh, there are parts of the world, right? There are the parts of the world that eat crickets. And uh, you would think, perhaps, that the uh, cr- there'd be large cricket processing plants there. Well, in fact, the largest that is going to be in the world, the largest in the world, is in London, Ontario, Canada. Yep. They just opened up. They just opened up, like you guys were saying. That, um, uh, this processing plant. It just opened up uh, July, I believe. So just really recently, uh, the CBC did an article. CBC is like a uh, it's a government uh, media channel. Yeah, yeah, like press exactly. But it but they are provide. The state does give some money. Oh yeah, eight 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 point like, five million dollars to the yeah, cricket facility like to the cricket facility. Like oh it, yeah, this huge facility exactly. This huge facility. Eighteen. They 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 want to produce. 13 million kilograms of cricket protein annually. Uh, they say in this article, at least, the, in, the fir- in the next few days, the first farmed insects will arrive to this massive cricket processing facility in London, Ontario. At full capacity, Aspire, which is the Aspire, uh, Aspire Food Group's facility, is expected to house 14 billion crickets, four, sorry, four. four billion crickets and produce 13 million kilograms of the insect each year. 
the I, noise I must be incredible. I know. We got one cricket right now in the basement here that's like making the whole house loud. I had to close the basement door. Uh, it says here in this By the, story, by the way, Arya, chick, chicken farms aren't any quieter. They're just as bad. CanadianManufacturing.com story about this. They were reporting that they had completed construction in May. So I guess you're saying they opened up two months later. Uh, but uh, they say they're going to produce 9,000 metric tons of crickets every year for human and pet and, and it will And it will be subsidized every year annually by the Canadian mm, government. That's just going to bring prices just down. Just like corn, just like soy yeah. that we don't really need a whole lot of. But Anything else, Mehdi, you want to share about this? Yep. And Aspire, and I checked, Aspire is not publicly traded because otherwise that stock would go up like crazy. It's private, private. Mm-hmm. So you can't even... It's, it, you How can't much you want to bet the Canadian federal government owns a piece of it? I would wow. buy stock in it if it was publicly traded. Not because I support what they're doing, but I mean, it, you know... I don't think you should buy stock in companies that you don't agree with, personally. I mean, if you can make some money off the New World Order before <laughs> everything collapses, you know... This is yeah. interesting. The London facility... I'm obviously not being sincere. So they're just getting going and whatnot, so I'm sure this is going to grow now. But as, as of now, the London facility currently employs 45 people and hopes to hire 55 more within 12 months. This is sound like a whole lot of people for that, that amount of protein that's being produced. Well, I guess they don't have that much to do uh, compared to some other facilities. Thank Where you. Where's PETA when you need them? I mean, not that I'm a fan of PETA because they're evil. They're, they're like an animal eugenics program. Yeah. But like here, here we're talking about... It's coming. Not, the, the, what was it? Three thousand metric tons of crickets being nine thousand. If you're going to get year. stories about lettuce screaming out in agony when you bite into it, yeah. people have made that argument that plants can feel pain. Trust me, the the uh, the moral uh, rectifications of eating bugs is coming. They're they're going to come. Pete is going to probably put this in their in their on their their big billboard. The well, cow, I hope and the someone rabbit, less evil than and Peter. the cricket. Thank you, Mehdi, for the call tonight. I do appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. I was looking at the, what was it, CRISPRs or chips, CHISPRs or something? Chirps. The, chirps. chirps uh, looking at their frequently asked questions uh, during one of the breaks. And one of the questions is, is it okay for a vegetarian to eat no. uh, these things? And they say that, well, technically insects are animals, so no, vegetarians don't. But there's a lot of vegetarians that make an exception yep. because it's so good for the environment. Well, when you blah, also blah, consider blah. that they're just eating, say, corn or soy, they're basically just made up of that. If you can eat corn, I mean, why can't a vegan eat a cricket that lives off of corn? Because one's a plant and one's an animal. Yeah, exactly. All right, there's more coming up here, and you can share your thoughts. 603-283-6160. Hour three's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us. Number 603-283-6160. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. Coming up, a county in, I guess, nearby Los Angeles looks is looking to secede from California. And Aria's got that story with you tonight, by the way. It is Ian. Aria. And Conan. We've also talked about the energy situation affecting uh, Europe, where they decided they were going to back Ukraine in the Ukraine and Russia conflict. And now Russia's just like, well, we'll just cut your gas supply down to one-fifth of what it was before. What you going to do now? Uh, apparently, they're going to not allow their uh, people in the country of Spain to use air conditioners in public places above 80 degrees. And then you're, you're going to freeze to death this winter. Yeah, and they might. Uh, Actually, it's Spain. They'll, they'll probably do all right. Germany, though? It's gonna be Germany's going to freeze to death. 
It's going to be bad for sure. Uh, but uh, they just burn money again, like they did during you know the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to comment on that or the bug eating thing that they're trying to shove down people's throats all over the planet? Literally, uh, you can do that. But first, we're going to go to the phones, and Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, um, have you tried the crickets yet? Uh, I'll pass. Uh, no, thank you. That doesn't sound too appetizing. What do you usually buy with your welfare check? Do you usually get like steaks or what's your thing? I just, I just like sushi. Sushi. At Lowe's. Wow. Dollars for a big thing. Sushi from where? How much? How, how much for a whole whole roll? A whole log? Well, there's a big uh, plate only for like thirteen dollars here. You can use your but welfare check to pay for sushi at a restaurant? No, I think it's a grocery no, store, right? No, so at the Lowe's market. Lowe's. I thought you market. said Lowe's. Lowe's doesn't sell food where I'm from. Yeah, it's a hardware store. Can, right I, ju- can I just tell you, when I, could, I, I could never, I've, I've worked retail, but I could Me never too. run the mm-hmm. registries, even though I was really good at it. Really? Because I would have these crews come through my checkout, and they would be eat, they, would, they would have steaks, and they would have mm. you know of course they would get alcohol and cigarettes too, but they, oh, you, yeah. they couldn't use their they would have to slide you would have to pay cash for that, mm-hmm. but they'd be eating oh, really yeah. really good and a whole hell of a lot better than I did, and they would pull that EBT card out, and I would see that, and I would just grit my teeth, and I'd be like these mother- I mm. oh God, this is I mean they would eat good food yeah, and so I just couldn't work the register because of just that reason. And that you now you have, of course, Sarah. We know that she was going to be buying thirteen dollar rolls of sushi with her mm-hmm. uh, EBT card. How do you feel about that, Sarah? That that are people like me who are eating at one time in our lives when I was just getting started eating ramen and water because I would ref- well, because yeah, I refuse I refuse to sink to that level to get on welfare to get on welfare. Well, think about it. Look, they're beating up on the scapegoating the welfare people. Yeah, I am. What, I'm, I'm, what, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm beating so down on you right now. What? No, no, Sarah, don't don't okay, ask I mean, him to think about it. He's asking you to think about it. No, I mean, okay, think about the $18 billion we forked over to Ukrainian war. That's, okay, that's a problem. That. I agree. I agree that's a problem. That we forked over for... But what about yeah, you? What are you doing to better society? What are you doing oh, to better society? Are you not able to work? She's calling talk radio. Are you not able to go out and work? Well, look, I want to bring up that we got the hearing aid for a lot cheaper. Okay, we need to celebrate that because we did don't. Did you finally buy the cheap hearing aid? Well, it, look, there's women that have to scream and yell and shout because of their husband can't hear. You know, women <laughs> are the ones that, <laughs> I, I remember the story, Sarah. You, you know, you were complaining about the price of hearing aids or whatever. We pointed out that you could get them online for, for like sixty or seventy bucks. bucks or whatever. Did you finally go get the cheaper ones? Well, look, we have a no, new. No, that's policy. a simple yes or no question. Can you just answer a damn question? <laughs> no, no, no. It's kind of nice about that. It, this is a new thing. So it's did you or did you not you buy the hearing aids? Well, we, I have not. I might want to buy these hearing aids because it's supposed to be a, a $1,000 cheaper now just because you don't have to go to a, a doctor to prescribe it. I'm talking about uh-huh. these things are used to be $1,500 a piece. Okay, now, what are they called? I, well, I, I, um, they, don't, they don't have a, it's a new thing where um, you can just buy it. They, they don't have to okay, go what to is it? a um she doesn't know. Well, dude. I don't know. There's, there's no name for well, it. Well, how the hell do you know about it then? How can you say that this thing exists if you don't even know what it's called? I, I well, this is 
They're not, the thing is that this is a hearing aid that you don't need. I understand. Uh, you don't need specialist. a prescription. You already said that twice. Right. How did you I hear about this? Well, Pro- probably on the probably on, on talk the radio. I've I've on heard the the, I've heard these commercials before. Okay. So, so what the hell do you care, Sarah? Are you going to buy one? She wants. I think she wants one for Richard, her uh, her roommate. We boyfriend. told her about these things four months ago when she yeah, called. Yeah, but she though. didn't trust the cheap ones. But this is the cheap one. No, this is not the cheap one. Okay, how how can it be a thousand dollars cheaper when these these bogus hearing aids were a hundred dollars? Oh, you don't know they're bogus, Sarah. The iPhones just... are a thousand dollars, and my phone is a hundred dollars. These things do. This technology does exist. By the way, I've had my phone for four years now. A hundred dollars. Wow, you really that, got your money's be- worth. By the way, the best phone I've ever had, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. So the thing is, with the the hearing aids that we were talking to you before about, it was like ninety bucks, and they all had great reviews. And so, you know, you can trust usually what people are saying. If there's thousands of reviews on an independent website, there's usually a good chance it does what it says it's going to do. But you're the kind of person who, because you're so taken care of, you don't have to worry about shopping around. So you're just, you just want to go out and spend big money because you never earned a dime of it. Well, I, I don't know about all of this. How, but I I don't know about what you think about my life, what you know about me. But I know you're on welfare. Sarah, you call every well, night. We know everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> I know enough well, I mean, about I you. Mean, if I, look, if I'm working. How could I bother you every night? Let's think about that. Am, I'm one of the highest uh, rated callers. People, because you stand against I mean, everything that me. we believe in. Uh, she's a high, the, one of the highest rated callers. <laughs> Do they have a caller rating service out there? Is Nielsen now rating callers? I I didn't know that. I think she's referring well, I mean, to our remarks about her having me. a fan club. Oh, Sarah, you yeah, don't I have a fan club. I, no, you don't understand because you're not on the internet. The, you don't want these people to be your fans. These are trolls. They like laughing at you. Good luck, Sarah, finding the equipment that you heard about on the radio, but don't remember the name <laughs> because you don't have the internet, so you can't even go look to try to learn what this thing is called. Why are you even calling about this? Then? You know where she learned about this? From Free Talk Live four months ago when she first called us no, about no, this issue. She's talking about said, some expensive thing that's now $1,000 cheaper. Yeah, the, which the, is the hearing aids that, that we told her about. It was, it's a, hold on. The, this hearing aids is not the cheap one that you guys are talking about mm-hmm. because they're saying... Well, you know that much, but you don't know for sure what it is. Cheap means not expensive. It's in they oh, cost okay, less money. Okay. So the hearing aids that you're promoting now... Okay, you don't need to go to a specialist. They have to, if they have to Great. prescribe that you need a hearing aid from a doctor, hearing aid doctor or a dispenser, it gets to be a $1,400 a piece. Now, you're, they're going to um, skip that part of it. Now it's going to be reduced to what, $100. And I'm thinking, what, what's the difference? What's so, the hold, difference on, hold on, Sarah. Are you, are you suggesting the, the, that, the, the difference? I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Are right. you suggesting it's a good idea that someone can just go online and not have to go to a doctor and can just cure their own ailments well i mean it's the same thing with the the birth control pill remember they, they have now you could get because you don't have to go to a doctor to you that was the only way that you would get it and it would make the birth control very difficult it's the same idea it just makes it a lot more accessible when you don't have that i guess the cost goes in the medicaid bill goes to the specialist because they have tra- special training it has to be prescribed by them to get these hearing aids and that's what makes the 
prices higher. Yes, That's it is true. The if there is a middleman involved in any business transaction, the prices are going to be higher. Yep, and, and if you're using Medicaid, it's going to go up even more. Yep, yep. if they if they'll even accept it, if thank they, cause, you because they're worried about not getting their money. The argument that I've heard with these cheaper hearing aids is that versus the thousand dollar a pop, and you have to go to a specialist, is all about the tuning. To everyone has a different problem with their hearing, and so you, the specialist is going to go in there and is going to tune them properly. Hmm. Whereas these hundred dollar variants, they're just going to amplify the sound. It's just going to amplify sound, and or you have to tune them yourself. And someone like Sarah probably couldn't do it uh, to properly tune them to specifications that would prevent you from just basically blowing your eardrums out even further. Uh, but of course, as you just mentioned, Ian, the middleman is always going to defend his his job. Yeah. Always going to defend his check, his Thank money. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. I do appreciate it. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We'll get into counties seceding from, the, from California. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight in the studio, it's Ian. How are you? And Conan. We are just talking with uh, Sarah there about hearing aids. Stephen Beal in our YouTube chat says, I think it's the fit that is different between cheap and the better hearing aids that's probably a factor they're probably going to custom make you something at, or get you something more you know better for your ear canal yeah but i mean the earbuds that i use and by the way i think i'm off on like my fifth or sixth uh copy i keep because i just keep mm-hmm. i found that i, I hear an earbud that i really really like i keep buying the same one over and over when i break break? break the last yeah. one well no what usually happens is i get the the cable caught on something and i rip oh, it yeah. ra- rip it right out of my mp3 player or something that that was happening to me for a long time so i moved to the bluetooth ones and that has that has helped but every single one of them comes with three different size applications so you can one will fit so yeah it will fit i don't think think fits the problem i think your um example about tuning makes the most sense though because i have a sleep apnea device a, a cpap and they have a lot of settings and stuff like that you can get one that fits your face perfectly and all of that but if you want to actually tweak it correctly so that the numbers actually work and do what you want it to do, mm-hmm. you have to do a lot of diving into exactly what all exactly. of those numbers do mm-hmm. and how to tweak them. And you have to know how you sleep and how you how you need to be helped to sleep yeah, in order it, to make sense of it. And a hearing specialist is going to know exactly how to right. tune one of these devices uh, to meet your specifications. Not everyone has the same hearing deficiency. Uh, and so, and I'm thinking that if I'm thinking some of these cheaper units, they're going to, they're going to walk you step by step on how to tune it correctly. There might even be some kind of app that you have to put on your phone. And can you, can yeah. you hear this tone? All right, try again. Now can, actually looking can you at hear a, this tone? Yeah, that's actually right. Uh, Conan, I was looking at an AARP article a few minutes ago about hearing aid technology and it was published this year talking about smartphone apps are now involved in setting Correct. these things up. Yeah. yeah. So if you, so if you know your way around the tech. Uh, I'm thinking the cheap way, the cheap variant is the way to go. But I'm thinking some of you out there probably need to just go to the specialist, and so you don't, so you don't hurt yourself even further. Mm, that'd be Trying bad. to do your own 
uh, trying to work on yourself can sometimes well, the blow up. Well, specialist is just going to say, can you hear this tone and can you hear that tone? Some people can't even do that themselves, Aria. They need a set, They need someone to walk, someone with a uniform and a badge yeah, think to, wa- Sarah, to walk I mean, them can't. through the process. I understand that. What I'm saying is it sounds like these specialists can be replaced with an app that does the same thing. Good chance of it. Like, hey, or, or, can you or, hear this? Or, no. or someone okay. like myself working out of his garage who's unlicensed, mm-hmm. but I don't know, has clientele that trust him because he's been doing it for years yeah uh you know who will do it for a fraction of the cost because i don't have to because i'm not jumping through all the fiery hoops that is part of the problem going back to housing it's also licensures and and every other uh profession that is the problem there's a reason why uh these specialists are trying to convince sarah that the thousand dollar unit is the way to go so apparently the news is and uh and kudos to uh, jen m in the youtube for uh, we're actually getting useful comments yeah, today, no, right? which is like, <laughs> unusual uh that uh, she says apparently it's in the news and it is uh, the fda as of four hours ago according to the new york times has cleared a path for over-the-counter hearing aids well, it's so, about time there you go some good news you know i think pelosi was actually in the deal with one of these uh, hearing aids companies wouldn't surprise me and that, i think it fell through which is why these cheaper models are, are able to you know have, mm. have come out the way that they have in the last year or two why were they not always over the counter is the question we should be asking up, doctors don't want to give up their oligopoly they got control over something they don't want to just let any old guy go out and buy a thing for themselves yep. they want to be able to write a script that's why i buy my, that's why i buy myself overseas all right, so Aria, let's get into with crypto, uh, by the way. California. Apparently, there's news about one of the counties once out. Yeah, California counties fighting to secede from the state. Uh, the article headline is a bit misleading. They're not fighting to secede. They're floating the idea okay. of secession. Come November, San Bernardino County residents will vote to elect school board members, water officials, and state representatives, and whether they want the county to look at breaking away from California. Ooh. The expensive county east of it's Los Angeles. It's on the ballot? Apparently. Damn. This, is a, this is a richer neighborhood, right? Well, it's not... It, it's whether or not they want their county to look into it. Right. It, it's not... It's, a, it's an early step. Yeah. But still, nice that it's on it the is. ballot. The expensive county east of Los Angeles, home to two million people and some of the state's beloved Joshua trees, I don't know what the hell relevance that has, isn't getting the resources it needs to support its residents, county officials argue. So the state of California just isn't big enough Sounds like it's a donor state. It sounds like they're paying out a bunch into the state and not getting enough back. This week, the Board of Supervisors moved to add a measure on the November ballot asking residents if they want the county to, quote, study all options to obtain its fair share of state and federal resources up to and including secession. People pay high taxes and they do not believe their taxes are coming back to their neighborhoods to address the issues they care about, said Supervisor Janice Rutherford. And there is nothing crazy about being angry about those things. We'll just stop paying taxes and let people keep their money and then none of this will be an issue. With this ballot measure, San Bernardino County joins a long tradition in California politics in which local grievances and discontent turn to talk of leaving the state entirely. Such sentiments are often associated with the other end of the state. Far northern California has for mm-hmm. decades been home to a thriving breakaway movement. Right. We've heard about that. Uh, there's the Cal-Exit. Jefferson concept, which is uh, part of Oregon and California, I believe, that want to Oh, that's right. They want to break state. off and make a new state. Like a 51st right? state. Yeah. yeah. Um, in this case, I'm guessing they are proposing to join either Nevada or Arizona. It looks like San Bernardino County is a massive county. I just uh, looked it up here. 
on uh, Google Maps, and it is humongous. Mm. Uh, there's only 27 counties in California, and this one's got to be one of the biggest ones because it takes up basically just east of Los Angeles all the way over to the other uh, to the to the border of the state. It's huge. They're certainly not looking into forming. Maybe they are. I mean, that that sounds like it's bigger than a lot of New England states. So maybe it absolutely they, is. Maybe they could just form their own state. Proposals like this have a long history in California, going back to the state of Jefferson idea, as you mentioned, in the 1940s and the 1859 attempt to request congressional approval to divide the state in two, said the executive director of Berkeley Law's California Constitution Center. And they should, I think, it probably would be for the best to break California in two, because when you look at it on a map and you appreciate the scale of it, it's just Mm -hmm. absolutely massive. There have been proposals to cut it into three, three, at least three, Yeah. yeah. Leaving California, forming a new state, which evidently is what they're talking about, would require approval from the state legislature and Congress, which is virtually impossible, warns some experts. Yeah, you're never going to get the state of California to approve you to leave. Not if you're a big-ass donor. Like they said, it's a very wealthy area of California, so they're paying in big time. And then you got to get the federal Congress to be on board with this? and uh Uh-uh. It seems like you should be able to. You would be. Why able does to, the feds have to be involved? They in have this? to authorize you to become a new state. Oh, that's not what they're proposing, though, is it? They want to become a new state. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I missed that detail. And you know that requires. Yeah, that would require. It. But I mean, what if they don't want to become a state? What if they just want to yeah, be an be independent just, nation? Well, then that's a whole other story. But that's just yeah. seceding from California, not seceding from the United States. I don't think that's what they're proposing here, though. It's not, but that that, that would be more fun. I would rather they do that. <laughs> that would be more fun. Like in theory, they could, they should be able to to avoid going to the feds by seceding from California and then having Arizona just annex them. I think they could probably do that, but I, I don't know how that would work from a representation. They may have to have federal approval for that as well. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, there's more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in on kind of secession, secession from California, but still staying within the United States. Secession lights. Free Talk Live. Is Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, Ian. Oh, yeah. And Conan. Talking about secession, um, not the typical kind of secession that we normally discuss. Normally, we talk about leaving the United States and becoming an independent nation, which is, of course, what we want to see happen here in New Hampshire. Want to see it happen wherever it is people wanted it, whether it's Texas, California, you know, you name it. In the case of California, though, things get interesting because there's multiple secession movements within the state of California. So there's the, the, the group called Yes California that wants California to leave the United States and be its own independent socialist country, which I think they should do. Sure. But then there's other people. It's a terrible idea, but let them learn that mistake. Uh, And uh, and then there's other people in Northern California that want to secede from California and and join basically part of Southern Oregon in forming a 51st state called the state of Jefferson. There's also another group that wants to separate California into three separate states, into the uh, in, all still within the United States. And now we're just hearing tonight, Aria, of apparently San Bernardino County. And by the way, I got the statistic wrong. I said there was only 27 counties in California. That was in 1850. So they've actually added added 
counties to California since then. There's actually 58 counties wow. uh, okay. now in California. San Bernardino County, according to the SF Gate article about the secession movement, is the largest county in the United States. This thing is massive. So not only is it not the, the not just the largest in California, it is the largest county in the entire United States. So yeah, they could totally secede and be a larger state than a bunch of at least New England states. Not quite Maine, but uh, they're certainly larger than the rest of uh, rest of New England states. It's insane to think about a, a a county that is bigger than the entire state of New Hampshire. Yeah, it definitely is. But as far as land math, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, so that's what we're talking about right now. And apparently this was voted by the town city council or whatever to go on to the ballot, not to declare independence from California, but to start beginning to look into considering, right? Let's, that's let's have a conversation. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Well, right? And what they want to do requires the approval of California of and the United States federal government. And because they want to become all, a state. Yes. Okay. And all of that's very, very unlikely. Well, I think they should do this. Sure. And then, uh, then what they ought to do, if California doesn't want to let them go, they should just withhold taxes as, you know, the whole county. Like, well, if you don't want to let us go, do, right? we're just not going to play anymore. See you later. Um, but you know what? If they could say they want to join the United States at the same time New Hampshire votes to leave, then they don't have to replace, they don't have to remove a star from the flag. It's <laughs> perfect. I'm, I think that'd be solution. great. Yeah. But despite these difficulties, officials and secession supporters have vowed to forge ahead with the measure, characterizing it as an Good. opportunity for the county to, quote, stand up to the state. They should. They, and, absolutely. And, and, and they're always going to be the negative Nancys. There's always people who say, well, you can't do that. They'll just invade. It'll never happen. They'll just invade. That's what people say, dude. <laughs> they do that. I, I hear more, my pin- but my pension. What do you mean? Oh, you're talking about the people living Who don't want to leave the federal go- oh, government the federal because they're one. worried about their... Yeah daggone pension i heard way more arguments of no the united states will just invade than i did people that's the top about two their... though that's honestly yeah. the top two but between the two i heard the threat of invasion significantly more which is like the most horrifying thing you could ever think of oh you mm-hmm. have to stay in this abusive relationship because if you don't your spouse will break into your house and beat you and drag you back to them well that is a concern actually that- that's all the more reason to leave, That's why you leave, though. You can't just stay in that relationship. You know he's going to keep beating you. Yeah, but all right, so are these, unlike New Hampshire, are these Californians we are discussing, are they prepared to defend themselves? Do they even You're carry guns? We're, we're, we're talking about a bunch of richers here. Do they actually mm-hmm. carry? I don't mm-hmm. care if people think we can secede or not. That was never the point of this, said Jeff Burham, the local mm. real estate developer who proposed the idea back in the summer. It's time for us to stand up and get our fair share. <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, they do have the support of the county sheriff and the district oh. attorney. They voiced support for the measure and told the supervisors in a meeting this week that the state isn't pulling its weight and has failed its responsibility to invest in the prisons. I don't... Close the prisons, man. These, <laughs> what are these people doing? You want to secede from California? You don't want to close its prisons while you're at it? Anyway, it's failed to properly fund its prisons. Uh, excuse me, invest in the prisons, state hospitals, and courthouses. What about schools? Well, they didn't mention Oh, no, schools. I'm sorry. They said prisons. So gotcha, they gotcha, want, gotcha. Just to clarify... They are wanting to leave the state of California because they're paying all this tax money into the state, 
but their government buildings aren't getting enough back. That seems to be the case, yes. Well, that that's how it works, though, Ian. But that's stupid. They, 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 these sound like a bunch of richers who are tired of their money going to poor neighborhoods. Yeah. That's what it is. It's exactly what it is. But it's also, that's the reason why the government's behind this, right? So, like, it's weird to see a city council voting to put secession on the ballot. Yeah, but it's more money for them. But that's why they're doing it. They they see, well, we could be spending this money locally and making our government services like the prison better. You know, more buildings, more bureaucrats. This is all about bigger government, of course. But that's what you'd expect from California. Yeah, and I don't think it would lead to secession or anything like that. The state of California would be like, all right, we'll give you 10% more each Mm, year or whatever. And then, you know, this whole thing will blow over for a few years and they'll forget about it. San Bernardino County is larger than nine states and has an $8.4 billion budget, a speaker pointed out at a board of supervisors. But the county ranks 36th out of 56 counties per capita revenue received from the state and federal governments, according to data analysis. So despite being larger than nine states and having an $8.5 billion budget, they're still... They're not even one of the top state, one of these top counties in California as far as, as, far as receiving money goes. The region is entitled to more resources to accommodate its growing population, said the mayor of Fontana. We need our state legislators to look at the return they're supposed to deliver to the people they serve. We are one of the fastest growing regions and it's time to pay attention to that. And then they have a nice little picture of the desert here because as we <laughs> were talking about... It looks like a lot of desert. It there. is a lot of desert. and the, Like this picture here, it's just empty, barren desert. By I, the way, there's 2.1 million people living in San Bernardino County. It's, probably not. That's a lot in, of people. Well, you the, said it's bigger than New Hampshire. It we is. We only have a 1.3. But it is a lot of desert looking. So. so this move has obviously drawn criticism from state lawmakers who deemed it as a waste of taxpayer dollars and say they have brought... To put mil- some on a ballot? Well, costs nothing. Well, unless it's a, a spe- unless it's a special ballot. No, it's coming. I mean, if, it's, if it's the regular ballot, it's just another line. Yeah, it's just another line on the ballot. I don't know. They had to have some number of meetings about this and consulting attorneys and who said it was more, who said it was a waste of taxpayer money. Uh, who do you think, man? The, the lawmakers in California, the, the oh, state legislature. Okay, of course, of yes, course. Yes, yeah, screw yeah. them. They deemed it a waste of taxpayer. The ones who are wasting more taxpayer dollars than anyone else. Hey, you know what? Even if it's just richers who want to keep the money in their in their community, uh, and they want to build more government buildings with it, I, I, I'm 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 still okay with this. Yeah, they should secede. Yeah. I totally agree with you know the more decentralization, the better. Competition's a good thing. I think this state, the state of Saint Bernardino or whatever, should be able to compete with the state of California, Nevada, and the. State of Cheshire County or wherever. If someone wants to secede and form their own government and compete with the other governments to see which one actually comes out ahead, I'm all for it. Of course, that's a big population, too. Two million people to think about. I'm I'm thinking, I mean, you can split that. In multiple states. Yeah. (laughs) Public resources, including staff time. Oh, they, they mentioned how it's a waste of money. Public resources, including staff time being paid for with taxpayer dollars are being used to not only draft this item, but to put it on the ballot in November, legislators wrote in a letter, adding that such an effort is unlikely to succeed. Political experts obviously echo that assessment. Arguing wait, wait, wait. That They're saying that what was unlikely to, su- to succeed? The ballot measure they is unlikely to be supp- successful. They don't think people support this. 
No, it's going to be very, very interesting. When was the last wait, wait, wait. time secession was on a ballot? Right. Is the question, can we get it on the ballot? Or it's on pe- the ballot. They people- voted. It's going to be on the ballot. So, but, so someone doesn't think it's going to get supported by the people. Right. The, the state si- legislature. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, once again, screw them. All right, we're going to continue here. If you want to weigh in, this is going to be very interesting because, again, when was the last time? We wanted to do it this year in New Hampshire, but yep. the state legislature shot it down. Uh, but in this case, they don't need to ask the state legislature's permission. This is the county that's going to put it on their ballot. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open in these remaining moments. Enough time for you. If you want to dial in now at 603-283-6160. Coming up next year in the summertime, you can join Free Talk Live. Actually, I guess it's technically going to be at the end of spring. Anyway, it'll be in June. 15th through the 18th for ForkFest, the 7th annual ForkFest. It's going back to where it all began, which is the weekend before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So it's no longer a week-long event. Uh, I think a lot of the people involved in ForkFest believe that the Porcupine Freedom Festival has become what it was supposed to be. It's one of the reasons why ForkFest was formed, because a lot of people felt that the Porcupine Freedom Festival several years ago was going off in a direction that was undesirable, and they've changed direction since then, and they've made the event way better, and they've decentralized, and it's it's really awesome, and and the proof's in the pudding. It's now a sold-out event the last two weeks or oh, two, yeah. two years in a row. So if you want to go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it will be coming up after ForkFest in 2023, and it will likely sell out again. So if you want to attend that one, you want to grab your tickets for that as soon as possible. And if you want to go to ForkFest, uh, you can join us there June 15th through the 18th, the website for ForkFest, it's unofficial because everything's unofficial with ForkFest. There's no tickets for ForkFest. You just go to ForkFest.party and you can connect with other attendees there. they got a ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms as well as the ForkFest Forum. You'll find all of that at ForkFest.party and mark your calendar June 15th through the 18th. Better than that, go ahead and reserve your RV site, your camping site, or your motel room at Rogers Campground. Only four days? Yeah, we're cutting it back. Cutting it back this year. I mean, you can go for a whole week if you want to, Conan. There's no. When you say only four days, but I mean, when you combine that with the Porcupine Freedom Festival right there, you're talking about 11 days. Yeah, you're talking about an 11-day event. So it was just two weeks for too much for, for oh, people. Well, I, so. they, two days is too much for me. Yeah. So uh, so it's cutting, we're cutting it back. Uh, go to ForkFest.Party and learn more about it. We're going to Major Payne. He's on the line in uh, Michigan. Go ahead, Major. All right, guys. You gave me a halfway good segue bragging on... Uh, not enough government buildings and schools and such being built. Well, y'all know that the rats are leaving the burning ship. The people that got money are leaving the big cities because of overtaxation and whatnot, drugs and, you know, lack of lawlessness and just craziness that we're all bequeathed with here. But uh, in Minneapolis, evidently, there's been so many rats leaving the sinking ship that the uh, children population has been reduced significantly therefore they're going to be laying off teachers well the city council decided they was going to pass a resolution that says uh whether they have standing seniority whatever they're the first to go hmm okay Hmm. yeah that's what i said that sounds it sounds kind of racist doesn't it It does yeah sounds very political Very woke, very racist. Amazing, it's amazing how white the pancake is on one side till you flip it over, right? Thank you, Major. Anything else you want to share? Well, I was going to break down the word patriot for you. And Go ahead. Going back to old Latin. All right, my 
My first name is Patrick. If you take that back to Old Gaelic, it's Padrag, which means of noble birth or of royal blood. Now, if you think about the old times, the old the, the, the rich people were the only ones that could afford armaments, you know, mm-hmm. swords, armor, and such. Sure. And you, you take the second syllable, riot, well, I don't think this notion of that has changed. So my name is Major Payne Pat Riot. Peace out, boys. <laughs> so Patriot is like Noble Riot? Maybe. That's interesting. Know. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Let's get back into the secession story. So, Aria, uh, you were saying that people at the state government are claiming that, oh, there's, there's no way this is going to pass. They're saying, you know, pretty much what you would expect the state government to say. Right. Right. I, Which is, uh, we, we don't like this. This is terrible. And we can't allow this to happen. And it's a, a taxpayer waste of money. And what is it really? It's a it's a it's lost revenue for it's them. It's a threat to their power. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, does your article talk about the poll that was done that was funded by a local real estate developer? If they did, Pro- it was probably the guy who started this. Was oh, it the guy who started this? Well, I, I, know. I know it was a real estate guy who started this whole conversation. Well, apparently he funded a poll. And uh, he says that the poll results show majority support the action. Really? Yep. That's in, that's encouraging. Yeah, so this is definitely going to be something to watch. Apparently, the California ballot uh, or the California election is November 8th. So it actually comes a few days after here in uh, New Hampshire. Really? Yeah, I think New Hampshire's is, I think it's like November 2nd or something like that. I thought everyone yeah. voted at the same time during the general election. State by state. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong about it. I mean, I could be. I, it, it, well, when I think of like the, you know, most elections, everyone votes on the same day. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I just got my info wrong. Maybe New Hampshire's is a little later than I thought. So what, Regardless, is there any- no, uh, there isn't really a whole lot more to this article. It goes, It gets into a little bit more, but nothing that's like worth discussing political experts of course echo that assessment arguing that talk of secession comes up often in california politics i mean there's cal exit and stuff for that Mm -hmm. they point out there's no real path for this california's legislature would need to ask congress for permission to make san bernardino a new state and the new state of san bernardino needs a federal constitutional amendment to lead the union and none of that is happening this is all the more why would they need to amend the constitution for that i don't know it's just some crazy idea they've come up with but this is this is all the more evidence that so people need it. Any that you should never enter into a union with other governments to create a larger federal government. Mm-hmm. It never ends well. And then if you want to leave, they're like, "Oh no, you have to have, you have to have this approval and that approval, and then you have to have this new thing that's not even conceived of yet, and you have to get the approval of that." It's just a giant cluster. Yeah, admit to keep people from being able to leave. That's the only good thing I can say about the European Union is that. They did include in there the the possibility that someone would want to leave at some point, where the United States government didn't even think to include that. Yeah, in the case of uh, what they're talking about doing out in San Bernardino County, they are talking about continuing in the United States. So that's why it's extra complicated. From what we understand here in New Hampshire, or with any movement to secede from the United States, it is true that they don't have anything in the Constitution about what, if any, process there is to leave. And so, therefore, there is no process to leave beyond just saying, we're out. That's, you don't right. have that's to what you would for, expect, right? That, yeah. That's it. You don't have to ask for permission to leave this club. And why would the people who just risked everything yep. 
to leave the uh, under the king's rule to get, to get out from under his thumb, why would they want to join an organization they wouldn't be able to leave? They didn't even think they didn't even think it needed to be addressed. It was so self evident that you could just say goodbye. This is just like the argument for the Second Amendment. They have to actually define and lay it out exactly the way that they meant, the way that they thought about it 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't something that they were even thinking about would ever be questioned. Well, right? absolutely not. Everyone needed a gun back yeah, then. Everyone carried a gun. So the idea of not having a rifle. You might go in your backyard to feed your chickens and there'd be a freaking bear there. Well, that's why it was. Ne- that's why the Second Amendment is not, and it has never been about hunting. Because it was... That's, well, it's that never was been about guns, period. It was so obvious that a person could not be disarmed that they felt no need to say it. Yeah, and this is so. This is my uh, recommendation to the next framers slash founders. Mm-hmm. Uh, please have an exit clause in your constitution. Mm-hmm. Just have it. I know you I know you know people are, are going to be just fighting this civil war, this revolution that's coming up next, and everyone in their right frame of mind is going to know that they're not going to get into an abusive relationship, and they're going to know that if it gets that bad, they're just going to leave, but because people get so stupid in, in the empire that's 250 years old, 250 years later, please include an exit clause I would say for that's the stupid enough. people. Man, you got to go even further. You don't underestimate the extent to which a tyrannical government can grow. You know, they, they underestimate it. Oh, well, of course we don't need to include an exit clause. Of course we don't need to include a right to have guns. What what would the next government think is just an obvious thing that doesn't need to be included, yeah. right? There's no, there's no way to tell because... It, just don't have the government. Well, well that'd be nice. That would, that would be nice, anything. but there's too many stupid people. And I, I know we talk about libertarian utopia and all all the time and... Anarchy, anarchist no utopia. It will never no work because there's too many libertarian there, utopia. There are too many stupid people. Well, there is, but I mean, we're. No, there isn't. You cannot have utopia. It's. Well, maybe not there's utopia. Utopia is not the right word. Well, for, and freedom is messy. So, yeah. but people. But, but people, I mean, and people don't want to deal with the mess. They don't no. want it. They're going to give up their uh, security. Uh, freedom is for security but the every single time. An illusion anyway. It's already a mess out there but right now. But, but the stupid people. The way. stupid people don't see that. Uh, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. That's your exit clause. It says clearly if we don't regulate it, if it's not mentioned in the Constitution specifically and leaving the union is not mentioned, joining is. There's rules yep, for yep, that. Yep. Uh, but leaving's not mentioned, so therefore that is delegated to the states themselves. So if the or states or to the people, and it seems like secession would fall in the hands directly to the people. Well, that's that's a good point. Um, I mean, I wish I could declare my independence and have the federal government leave me alone, but unfortunately, it, it helps to have a government around. We did; they just disagreed. Yeah, it, it helps to have a government around to do the declaring of the independence. So we're probably going to have to go down that road until we can get enough people to just ignore them. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, you can join us at freetalklive.com.